0: Oh, there he is. Uh, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna have a lot of fun audio to listen to. You, you guys never dropped off for me. Uh, you, you'll, if you listen to, it, you'll hear Brian like. Eventually, you froze. Your screen froze to me, but your audio never lagged. You were completely still there. Mike went fine. <laughs> he, he froze up for maybe like three seconds at one point, but came back. You guys were there the whole time. But you could not hear me or see me. Well, well I mean, we could see, see a still
1: frozen. picture of you, but we couldn't. Yeah. We couldn't see like, yeah, nothing. Oh yeah, it freezes and...
2: you in some
0: fun places. That's what you got to start doing too. Is is because I heard the whole thing like we could just make this an ongoing thing of use it for the cold open when it <laughs> when it happens. If at the least you could uh, take a screen grab of me and put that like in the comment section of the social media stuff when you post them. <laughs> uh, all right, well, so I changed. Wi-Fi networks. I'm going to blame it on the weather. I don't know. <laughs> weather and s- space lasers. Yeah. It's always the
2: space lasers. It's true. If
0: nothing, they get you every time. If nothing else, she gave us an, an amazing just scapegoat excuse for something forever.
1: Wait, who's she? Did I miss the reference that I just referenced? <laughs> See, I just thought you now pulled space lasers out of it. it and I was like, mind. all right, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll jump on the space lasers <laughs> bandwagon. I'm fine with that.
0: <laughs> It was it was a a congresswoman. This woman got elected again after that.
1: Oh yeah, because everybody's everybody's eating the the what the fuck? What's the phrase uh, to like say you're 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 believing it? You're you know you're Bullshit. eating all the shit. Now, well, they're
2: <clears throat> drinking the
1: Kool Aid. That's that's what I'm thinking of. Yes. Ah. Not eating something, drinking it. I was <laughs> totally off.
2: Eating the Kool Aid. You know what? That's not a bad thing. I was you gonna say like of those, eating like, the soup dips and just go straight into Kool Aid with it.
1: I was like, soup's not right. They're not eating the soup. Like. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Brian and Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Leibick, and the disappointment in me continues because I have no intros again for everybody. So, joining me for this episode is Josh Zorge.
0: I'm so happy to be here for this one. You guys will find out very soon why. <laughs> and Mike Bradley.
2: I mean, I'm fine with this no intros thing. I gotta say, <laughs> like, it's... I, I'm wondering if the, you know, pain is going to return when the intros return, but that's okay. For now, I'm I'm good.
1: The the mystery will continue until we finally get intros again. But don't. <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm going to get this reminder out of the way up front. So this episode comes in as episode number 248. So we're getting ever closer to the 250th episode. Um, as I mentioned before, the plan is to do the 250th live on Twitch. So if you want to watch us, interact with us uh, as we're going, you can look for us on Twitch. It'll be at my Twitch channel, at JediBryGuy. Uh, that's where we'll be, where we'll be broadcasting. Um, I know I had mentioned before, it looked like probably mid-January when we're going to record, but as of right now, I think it's looking more likely the end of January. Um, hopefully by the time we hit the next episode, I'll have a solid date. Uh, but I think we're looking at the 28th, 29th, somewhere in there. Um, depends if it'll be Friday or Saturday. We'll see where we, where we land. Uh, <clears throat> but if you want to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash friends. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at BGSuperFriends. I'll post our scheduled date and links to my Twitch when we get closer to the day. Uh, Our plan for that episode is to go over our top 10 favorite movies of the last two years. Now, we usually do, you know, favorites for the last year. We didn't do one for 2020 since everything kind of locked down and everything got delayed. There was not much that we did for... uh, yeah, we we skipped over that stuff since a lot of the stuff that I think we wanted to see didn't come out for 2020. It got pushed to 2021. So any movie that was released in 2020 and 2021 will be fair game for our favorite list when we do our top 10. So and we, we've we had this discussion off air of like how difficult this is going to be to if we can narrow down 10 movies for the last two years. Because typically it's hard enough to do 10 for one year uh so we'll we'll see how good we do, and if we, how tight our lists become looking forward to that <laughs> um but yeah I guess if you're if you're just an audio listener to the podcast, don't worry. I will still be editing the two fiftieth. It will be uploaded as normal uh probably won't release that same weekend. I guess it depends how quickly I can turn around the editing process and and put it up. but hopefully shortly after we record on Twitch and do it live, you'll see the episode uploaded to your feeds as normal. Uh so for this episode, so we're going through our top 10 most anticipated movies for 2022. Uh the the list episodes are always usually some of our favorites to do. This is this is another one we didn't get to do last year because of all the movies getting delayed. Our most anticipated list for 2021 would have included 75% of the movies we talked about on our 2020 list. Yeah. So, for the most part, things seem to be back on track. We're on pace to look forward to some new stuff this year, so this is where we're going to go. Um, If you're new to this type of episode, uh, I'm going to explain the structure for us. So each of us has come up with our own top 10 movies we're looking forward to for 2022. We have not compared the list beforehand, uh, so our individual rankings will be new to each other. This is all new information. Uh, So we're going to start with everyone's number 10, we're going to go to everyone's number 9, and so on until we hit number 1. At the end, we might talk about a few honorable mentions and then wrap it up. It's pretty simple. Uh, We usually have a lot of fun for us. Hopefully bring some stuff to your attention that you either haven't heard of before or, you know, just lost track of and something else to put on your radar for twenty twenty two. When this is uploaded and stuff like that, if you want to give us your top ten, feel free to comment on the episode and let us know your top ten for twenty twenty two. Um and one thing I gotta try to remember to do that I don't remember if I'm I'm very good at it when we've done these in the past is to go back through the lists when we're done and (laughs) refresh what everyone talked about. I feel like by the time we get to number one I just kinda like stop and then we're done and never if you're if you're just audio listening, it's really easy to lose track of what movies we talked about and which ones we haven't. So I will try to remember to get back to
2: that at the end. You can get yourself like a blue card and a piece of glass you can throw it through behind yeah. yourself so you can do your <laughs> top ten list.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right, so kicking us off with their number ten, Josh has volunteered to go first. So your number ten most anticipated for 2022, Josh, what do you got?
0: Uh, first, again, this is why I said I'm so happy to be here because it has been we 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 clocked it. It has been slightly over, give give or take a couple of days, a week, slightly over two years since we have got to do this. Um, and it was yeah. I I looked back at some of the episodes around that time, and we did like three list episodes, pretty much all in a row, almost. We did <laughs> like we did anticipated of 2020, favorites of 2019. And then a few of us did a favorites of the decade, yeah. Episode I remember that one too. Um, those are all. It, it's always so fun to do in the, like almost seven years of doing the show, and it's been a long time in any capacity, like for any reason, to have like one of these to do. We just haven't had the context uh, for for anything to really to to, to do these. Um, so I'm I'm so happy to get back to form today. I feel like on a
1: side note too, like I for for someone like Andy who like notoriously doesn't take notes, I love making him take notes for these to have a list. Candy, yeah, he's, and like he's, it's, he's it's just, he's just fun to me group. to make him do some work. We
0: we'll have, we'll have to get his uh, as you said, like in the comments afterward, because his selections are they 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 always add good fodder to the conversation. Yeah, yeah, he always finds a few that I I never would have thought of or weren't aware of. Uh, so I'm gonna start off. I'll tell you like right up front. My first two that we'll get to when, when they come around. Um, these I, I these are just like COVID era. I need to hopefully feel good <laughs> things. Um, like I'm sure all everything that I, I I want to take in and consume will bring me joy. That's why I'm hopefully doing them. But these are like just at the base. Give me just something that has no baggage no agenda no further thing other than the, the simple idea of of joy that they're <laughs> supposed to probably impart to you so I, it's a lot of pressure
1: to put on these movies
0: I, it's fine it's fine because but, but then it's there's there's not really like heavy lifting it has to do it's a very like simple objective um so I I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up somewhere mentioned by others um but I figure I it has it has to be talked about at least by one person so I'm putting it at my number 10 and I'm starting with the unbearable weight of massive talent. <laughs> if you haven't uh heard about this film or seen the trailer I think uh Brian shared it uh to the uh, the shows I think we so, put, the put social it on the page, media yeah. pages this is this is a movie where Nicolas Cage will be playing a character Of himself. Named Nicolas Cage. Like he is playing himself. (laughs) But. Probably to some. You know. it, It almost looks like it's. Either he is aware. Or other people have made him. Accurately aware. Of how he is considered and viewed. By everybody who's not him. And he's bringing that version of himself to a role in which he will play himself. And it looks like he kind of gets caught up in uh, in uh in like action comedy uh uh cri- crime espionage type thing. Whatever the hell is happening, it it just looks so fun. I'm so here for it. I wish it was already out. Like we have to wait until <laughs> I think, as as of right now, again, we're going to have to give the caveat for all this discussion, just like we did in the last two years almost. Who knows? Things could move. I mean, Morbius just got moved a week ago. It was supposed to be out in, like, three weeks. It's now coming out in April. Right. So any of this could, could change. one of
2: mine, Yeah, I mean, one of probably all of ours that would have been on our list, John Wick 4, got moved to
0: 2023.
2: Yeah. Oh, I kind so... of forgot about that. Like, I, I was, I guess...
1: It's on my radar of, like, hey, I want to see that movie, and I was looking at the 2022 release list and didn't see it, but it didn't occur to me that, hey, it was supposed to be out in 2022.
2: It was absolutely, it, yeah. it just, like, on, I think the article about it getting moved was from, like, December 22nd. Okay. is nah. when it actually got moved, so it, it was on my list up until, like, last night. <laughs> and I looked at the list you sent us again, and I'm like, well, all right. <laughs> Well, yeah, start... especially
1: at the beginning, you know, in January of this year, all these release dates are going to be coming with asterisks that we don't know, and we're just going to keep an eye on and see when they when they actually come out. So
0: exactly. Uh, but as of now, we should get uh, this. I mean, it, i I can't presume that it will be anything else but a masterpiece, <laughs> and it will transcend cinema and just simply become art. <laughs> uh, so on April twenty second, as far as I can tell right now, we should get the unbearable weight of massive talent which uh i mean as a supporting cast pedro pascal seems to be like the second in in the movie like he's going to be the yeah, one yeah. Like, attached nicholas cage at the hip like that looks that's an amazing pairing that's great uh neil patrick harris is involved tiffany haddish um a few others that you know they kind of sprinkle in um I, I don't know that i'm familiar with the writers or the director by by name necessarily um it, it looks like the director has done one or two things that like I've heard of, but um, not that I, I saw. Um, so I, I'm just, yeah, that's fine. I'm along for the ride. Just looking for happiness.
1: I think this is one that we talked about on like one of the news episodes. I think it was announced that this movie was happening, that he was cast in it, that it was like really, really meta sounding of <laughs> like, yeah, he has to, he's paid to go to a birthday party to like reprise his roles and then somehow ends up in this espionage, like, spy thing and you're like what the fuck does this movie <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like the most insane fucking thing and then you watch the trailer and it looks like the most insane fucking thing that you've seen that like Nicolas Cage should be in so
0: but, but yeah then, I'm but, excited for this too Exactly. but then you think how did it take so long <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. It, it's everything that I didn't know that I wanted but immediately realized that I've wanted for like 10 years <laughs>
2: and you know could you think of a better title for a movie where Nicolas Cage plays himself? <laughs>
0: it, it's a good one. I wonder what the other other options were. Like, what else did they workshop? That would actually be fun to hear. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be a good time.
1: Mike, I'm presuming that um, this hits your list at some too. It does. It does. <laughs>
2: <Good>. It does. <laughs> Not much higher, but it does.
1: Yeah, I will, I'll, I'll say this made an honorable mention for me. I couldn't fit it in the top ten, but I am looking forward to it, and I do... I'm curious how this how this actually plays out. But like uh, Josh said, I'm list, just hoping for a good time. Like, it looks ridiculously stupid, but I want to see it real bad.
2: The, the way my own list played out was when I had to take off John Wick 4, this took a slot. I was like, you know, it, it moved up from that honorable mention. It was like, well, that's not happening. And I thought about it. And I'm like, yeah, I want to see it more than number 10. So it it is my number 9. It is my number 9. Spoilers okay. for when I get to number 9, <laughs> that's where that drops. But... All right, well, let's move on to your number 10, then.
1: What do you got for number 10?
2: Um, For basically every reason that Josh just said he included his top two, or, well, I guess nine and ten. These aren't your top two, I guess. They're our first two that we're going to speak of. Um, You know, it's the same kind of irreverent, guilty pleasure. I can't help but include this. We grew up in this era, and jackass forever is happening (laughs) um, on February 4th. There's not really a lot to say about Jackass. It doesn't matter what's going to happen. It's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be stupid. It's going to be probably funny, offensive, all all kinds of things that we really need right now. Um, And, you know, it's... I don't know if this is something I actually go to in a theater... I don't know that I've ever actually seen any of the Jackass movies in the theater. Because I don't feel like the theater improves the experience. Fair. Um, but it's just something that... Again, our generation, we grew up with this. Mm-hmm. Jackass was very edgy content in the early 2000s there. And seeing those guys get old is hilarious. And I actually know that they're introducing a bunch of new talent to kind of, I guess, continue the legacy is one thing I do know that they're doing. I learned that from um, their appearance on Shark Week uh, this past year promoting the show. (laughs) Um, Which, believe it or not, on that episode of Shark Week, one of the new jackasses, if you will, actually gets bit by a shark. (laughs) <laughs> Not intentionally. It wasn't on purpose. It wasn't part of the bit. They they, they were doing like some kind of weird, you know, stupid jackass bit where the guy was going to, I guess, jump over something on water skis or something and he was like jumping over sharks on water skis basically was the bit and it went wrong and he actually did get bit by a shark on camera and uh, it was a good introduction to be like, yep, we're still fucking stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's amazing s- shit like that never happened before. You know? <laughs> with, with all the dumb shit they've done. But, yeah. So, th- I again, I, <clears throat> it's a guilty pleasure. I have no problem saying I will absolutely watch this probably five times in the next year. <laughs> um, Because it's one of those things, Jackass is rewatchable. Um, yeah. And I'm just hoping they can... Capture that same magic they always had, even though they're older and it's going to be even tougher to watch a man in his 50s get fucked oh, up. Oh, no, no, no. He says
0: he's 49 in the trailer. They make the point about the concussions.
2: Well, Knoxville's 49, but isn't, oh, that's true. aren't some of the others older? Yeah, they probably are. They gotta be. I mean, <laughs> he can't be the oldest one. Probably not. That's a fair point. But but nonetheless, it's going to be a fun time. I, I'm assuming Josh was excited for this as well. From his reaction, but
0: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll... or
2: not? No, Wait, no, like no, that tells me like no. Actually, I pumped my fist you said yeah, <laughs> but
0: now that I have to
2: talk about it,
0: no. Um, <laughs> so I, I will trade you spoilers. This was my number nine. <laughs> there we go. It, you guys compared beforehand. This was didn't the you? other one that I yeah. that I talked about, and I, I, Mike, I don't know about you. I swear, like I had been seeing trailers for this i feel like when as soon as we started going back to the movies this summer and i don't know when but I, maybe there wasn't ever a release date first said or not because it's coming out i think february 4th now Fourth, yeah, i presume since i started seeing them so early i presumed we were getting it before the end of 2021 and then it i just, think it was supposed yeah. to be
1: like october or november or
0: something i thought they pushed it that's what i thought maybe and yeah and so like it just kind of like quietly disappeared but i would continue to see trailers. It's like like, mm-hmm. like they slow down a little bit, then when they realize, okay, well what's our new date? Okay, we'll put them back up. Um, so yeah, I I was never like the biggest fan at the time this came out. Like it was real the show started at a time when we were like late teenagers and sort of the the infant I, I didn't have an appreciation for how silly it was for grown men to be doing it because there was that mentality of people my age, and I was annoyed by yeah. people my age who had that mentality. So I didn't gravitate toward it that much. It was later um, that I kind of went back to it, and as they kept releasing a movie every you know x number of years and kept up with it, and I'm like, okay, this is dumb. There's supposed to not be a point to it. It is absolutely jackassery. And <laughs> I think when I when I saw a first trailer, I forget what movie it was. In front of this, you know, past summer or something. And it came up, and I'm like, yes, this is what the world needs right now. This is what the, uh, like, American, just, you know what, everybody shut up right now. I'm I'm one of the most outspoken. I have thoughts about everything. I don't want to say or hear shit from anybody. And I want us all to go see Jackass.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes the world just needs a poop volcano. Yeah. 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 It's arrested development at its best. Well put,
1: so, J- Josh. I'll be the one disappointing you. I will not be seeing Jackass. <laughs> this is not in my wheelhouse at all. I am not You're the type of person that likes to watch people hurt themselves on purpose. It's just not for me. <laughs> and the thing, so like, everything some... about this the show, the movie, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like that is fine.
0: <laughs> that is fine. I feel like, and a lot of it, I feel, is not necessarily the things that they set up that result in someone getting hurt by a thing or falling down or getting hit. Some of it is like some of just the, and this is kind of like where the movie, like bad grandpa came from that they presented, like just setting up scenarios. It's like, it's kind of like hidden camera sometimes. And like, there's like a flavor of impractical jokers to it. Like there's kind of that stuff about it as well. It's impractical jokers rated X. Yeah. At times. Like it's, and uh, just all the elements of it where it's just such buffoonery. And like I said, there there's nothing behind it. There's no greater cause. There's no greater reason or message. And for me to be saying something like that just really does speak to how much I need something. <laughs> just mindless Co- entertainment. Yes. Yes. So yeah. yeah,
2: I mean, it, it's I'm... not all pain and let's get hurt. Sometimes it's just Chris Pawnee is running around flopping his dick at random people in public. <laughs> And like again, it's... I have no desire to see that in a movie. <laughs> like I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Dude, that's fair. That's fair. I don't. It, it's not that I have a desire to see that necessarily. It's the people's reactions to it that you're lo- you're not watching the dick. You're watching the people and the shit that they they're like, what the fuck? And they would be like you having
0: that reaction. Like, and most of the time, it's the reactions of the other cast members. It's not like, oh, yeah. look, they made someone in public who didn't understand what was happening uncomfortable or confused. It's yeah. it's just the idiocy of the. F- friends watching their friend do a dumb thing. And, <laughs> I, and I 100% recognize, and I, I'm i not actually sure if they've had female stunt members, cast members on the show in the past as, as it's gone on. I recognize 100% that for the most part, 98%, this is male-oriented idiocy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Which is I fun. totally
0: get that. If this is for us and I happen to fall into that sphere, that's great. If it's not in anyone's wheelhouse, not a problem. Mike, I am so happy that I was not the only one that, like, had to kind of champion and defend this. this so up. thank you. Yeah.
2: I honestly, as you were, like, de- describing your first two on the list, I'm like, we're going to have the same two <laughs> I'm saying it in my head, like, this is going to be the same shit. Or he found something else that I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, we need that. But now it was, yeah. I, I kind of had that feeling. Uh, but Well, I guess we could just hop to Brian for his next two. Yeah, yeah. sadly, I don't have either of those two in my nine or ten. <laughs>
1: Uh, so my number 10 is, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Uh, I thought the first one, I, I guess I went into the first Sonic the Hedgehog a little bit under, or, uh, my expectations were low. That's what I'm looking for. Um, I didn't really know what to expect. It looked like a fun little family movie. I was like, fine. I like animated movies. I like Sonic the Hedgehog. Video game movies don't have the greatest track record. We'll give it a shot. I was pleasantly surprised with how this movie came together. I thought the cast was great. Um, Really, really happy, for anyone that remembers, the old original fucking character design for Sonic that they tried to do for this movie, which was absolutely abhorrent.
2: Uh, Well, I think that was a good sign, like, the studio listening to people. And being like, oh, shit, we need to take this back to the drawing board. Because that first trailer came out and people were like, what the fuck is that? That's not Sonic. That's I, an abomination. And
1: I always got the sense that, like, the director was pushing for more like, hey, this this is the Sonic we want to do. And the studio's saying, no, 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 make him more human and weird looking. So they right. did that. And then the internet revolted. And then the director <laughs> saying, look, see, we were right. Fucking listen to us and let us make the movie we want to do. And then it finally came back around and we actually got something good out of this whole scenario. At one time, the internet won. We can chalk that up to there. Um, But yeah, so we're we're getting Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on April 8th, 2022. Uh, Sonic is back. Tails is in there. Knuckles makes an appearance, um, which is voiced by Idris Elba. The first Sonic the Hedgehog gave me the best Jim Carrey performance that I've gotten since I feel like Ace Ventura or something, so I just want more of that. Give me more of that, like, 90s-era Jim Carrey. I fucking love it. I don't really know. I mean, we got a trailer for the movie at the Game Awards. I think we talked about on the Game Awards Mm -hmm. show. Uh, It doesn't give a lot of what the plot is. Um, But again, I'll give myself the first trailer. I'm done. I'll see this when it comes out. I'm sold. Uh, So I'm just looking forward to see where they go with it. I'm
2: excited. Yeah, and I mean, like, for me, I I don't need a trailer to watch this. It's just going to be something that I was going to watch eventually one way or the other. Um, I'm not, like, Again, I don't know that this is a theater movie necessarily for me, but this is something that I will definitely watch. The first one was enjoyable, it was fun. This is expanding more into, I guess, Sonic. It's not really lore, just the Sonic universe. Um,
1: Yeah, because we do get like a Chaos Emerald in the trailer. Yeah. That's some Sonic stuff going on.
0: Which I couldn't remember if that was an element or part of the first one. That was something that was like one of the first things we rented. Uh, on Redbox during quarantine because it got shut down. That was like one of the last movies released like mid-February. So they got it out of Redbox, like on DVD, like everywhere they could fast.
1: That was the last movie I saw before lockdown was Sonic the
2: Hedgehog in theaters.
0: And it it was actually
2: one that um, before they figured out how they were going to do everything with the at-home rentals, I wound up buying um, as an at-home rental. You got the purchase and like at the same date, you know what I mean? It's theaters and all that. So like when you, before they, the whole thing of like, oh, you paid 20 or $30 to rent it at home mm-hmm. became a thing. They just put it out to buy right away. Yeah. Ah. And it was like, oh, all right, all right, I'll do this. And it was just like, here it is. And it was like a rental slash purchase for something that was in theaters. Cool. So yeah, they now they don't do that anymore. They do the rental until they decide. Now you can buy it, or now you can rent it for a normal price.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So yeah, I'm sorry. So were, we're the I forget what there was some element of like emeralds or something that was like almost central to the plot of the first one, wasn't there?
1: First one involved the I guess them just trying to harness Sonic's power. You don't really know where it came from or how he got it. Okay. He's from another world. I don't remember if they really addressed the Chaos Emerald thing.
0: Maybe they didn't specifically. I, thought I And I only watched it once, granted, almost two years ago. So I just thought... I, I, I couldn't remember when I saw the trailer for this if that was introducing something new or expanding upon something that was already a part of the first. I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was, I'm was i not surprised this hit. I was actually waiting for this to come up on yours. I figured it would. Yeah, I had to.
1: Uh, Josh, is there any... Not that it hits your list, but what do you think about Sonic the Hedgehog 2? Something you'd see?
0: Uh yeah I think I will um I so I I it just occurred to me as I said earlier like I really love these lists episodes and it's been so long I it just occurred to me right now that I think the last time we talked about these kinds of things I had like sub lists there's like the main one then there's like the 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 cinema curious list <laughs> then there's the calendar list uh this is on the calendar so it's on the I'm interested enough if I can see it in theaters or Grab it, you know. Second market. Uh, afterwards, sometime during the year, I I will do so. Yes, nice. it's on the schedule. Would you, would you say the date was on that? April eighth. April eighth. Okay. I was su- I was surprised to see from the trailer that I mean maybe this is what they're going for that they like they're introducing both knuckles and tails in the next one. I mean maybe they do that in case like you don't get a third and they just make sure to do both. But it's, it's some sometimes it can be tricky doing too much in the first sequel
2: i i mean i guess from like the look of it is tails is going to be an ally knuckles is going to be a villain sure. so it's it, you know I, I don't think they're taking on too much there because they, i don't it, to be fair it's not that deep you <laughs> <know>? <laughs> like it's fun it's cool it's awesome but it's not it's not that
1: deep. it's still in the wheelhouse of like a family movie mm-hmm so I don't think it's going to dig too hard into a lot of stuff. I think it's just going to be a lot of fun to watch.
0: Fair enough. So I yeah, so. I guess
1: maybe this does fit the category of like, hey, just give me something fun right now. Hmm. Um, all right. So we already got Josh's <laughs> number nine yep. is Jackass Forever. We got Mike's number nine, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Uh, okay. we'll spin back around to my number nine. Um, I'm a little when I was looking at the list, I was a little unsure where to put this, and I'm kind of sad that it slid this low because it is one I'm really looking forward to, but my number 9 is Top Gun Maverick.
3: Hmm.
1: Um I we only got the one trailer. It was supposed to come out this year. It got pushed to May 27th of 2022. Um I thought it was supposed to be I think like a November release eventually. So I was I was looking forward to seeing it this year and then it got pushed. So it's kind of been in the back of my mind, but I don't have anything really like new to go off of, but it's a movie that I don't really know what they're going to do, I feel like it. there has to be a reason to revisit this franchise how many years later, but just the direction and, and shots that you see in the first trailer that they give you, like being in the planes, in the cockpit with Tom Cruise as he's flying a fucking fighter jet, like <laughs> that looks like a theater experience that I am dying to see. I will probably yep. get sick because I feel like it's, if you're in the cockpit, the whole fucking time it's going to be really weird. And I don't, I don't know if I can take, I'm going to feel like I'm getting, you know, the g forces is in the theater or something like that. But either way, I'm excited. I think that's going to be really cool.
2: Yeah, I, I think this is definitely a theater experience type of movie where being in, say, IMAX for this is going to add a lot to yeah. the experience of watching this movie because this is going to be all about those scenes in... The, you get like a little bit of a taste of in the trailer. How much they do with it in the movie don't know, but you're going to want to be in IMAX to see it. Yeah. If that's what they're filming it for. I assume they're trying to film it for IMAX because if you're doing, if you're going that far, I would assume that's what you're aiming
1: at. Right, yeah, that's my assumption too.
2: And also, this is like one of the most moved release dates of all of them. I feel like this one has moved so many times.
1: I think it was, was it supposed to be last summer? Like summer of 2021? I thought it was supposed to be like a 2020 release. Uh,
0: Brian, I'm looking at that spreadsheet you sent me. This was your number two. Number two. That's true. Um, Yeah, okay. Most anticipated of 2020. I think this is supposed to be a summer 2020 release.
3: Okay.
2: And it's just kept moving. Yeah. Like, they like all throughout COVID, it moved a few times. Like, at first, I think it moved to the fall, and then it moved to the following spring, and then the following summer, and then it just kept going. Yeah,
1: okay. So, again, so even still, we tried not to revisit the same movies again, and yet we're still doing it, so.
0: Oh, I'll be, I'll, I'll okay. be guilty of it. Yeah. It's coming, don't worry.
2: I don't think I am, <laughs> but I don't think. Um, it is no, not. not
0: that it made
1: anybody else's list, but anything else you guys want to chime in for Top Gun Maverick, or we'll move on to Josh's number eight. Uh
0: if if you uh, if you can, uh, the way you were talking about the theater experience with this, how you were framing that, yeah. you might be able to sweet talk me enough between now and then to get me to join you. I couldn't care less about <laughs> Top Gun. And not to rehash that. I know we've we've talked about that, but to, and honestly, like we we haven't discussed this movie in probably a year and a half at least. Mm-hmm. And just the way you were framing it, it was like, okay, well, you know what? Maybe there's something there. And in you know this world we have right now, why not to t- consider, uh, you know, giving myself some again some kind of joyous experience. And if there's something there to be had, then maybe I'm game for it. So you got yeah, you got I, a couple I, months to to sweet talk about.
1: <laughs> I mean, I will probably stay away from any other trailers, but I'm sure if the trailers come out, if you want to peek at them, you could. But I'm I'm assuming, like Mike was saying, there's going to be more shots of like what it's going to feel like to be a fighter pilot. Stuff that they could... Like, the dogfighting in Top Gun, like those sequences were good at the time. Now, you watch them compared to other right either dogfighting movies or or even like uh like Star Wars dogfights and stuff in space like you you have a better sense of what's going on who's where what ship is following what mm-hmm. and the the that type of dogfighting in Top Gun is a little bit chaotic and it's hard to follow who's where and what the positions are and who's behind who and a I'm, lot of
2: its dialogue as opposed to scene yeah
1: yeah so i'm expecting this movie to blow that out of the water and it's going to be really high tech really different stuff and I don't honestly, I don't really give a shit what the story is. I just want to see how they shoot Same. this stuff.
2: It's it, yeah, it's it's the cinematic curiosity. Yeah. To see how cool it's going to be. I never once even the original Top Gun, I could give a shit about the story. Yeah, I, I don't care. It's just a decent movie to watch. It has some iconic, cringy, laughable scenes like, you know, the whole like beach volleyball thing. and Which
1: it seems like we're getting again and I'm totally for it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but, I mean, again, it's it's something that, like, I could care, I, I don't care, I just want to see the cool stuff. Yeah. Just give me the cool shit you're going to do, and I'm good with it. So, well, I'm sure other people out there do care about the story and care about the characters, and that's fine, that's, you know I mean, that's just not where I'm at.
1: You know, it's hard to tell before we see the movies, what the movie's going to rely on. Is this the type of movie that's going to end up just being fan service for fan service sake, or is there actually something substantial there that gives it a reason for existing? I think that's going to make the difference whether or not this movie is good or not. Um, all right, Josh's number eight.
0: Um, so now we're already at the point where I am just happy that I'm kind of back in finding things I've never heard of that look cool mode. <laughs> um so my number eight let's just get into it we'll bear the lead it is called bullet train it is based on a novel uh by kotaro asaka uh hopefully i did my best with that um (laughs) adapted by zach olkowitz looks like uh it's going to be directed by david leitch leitch um who Uh, one of the john wick guys one of the john wick guys um Co-director on the first movie, stayed on as an executive producer of the franchise, uh, went on to direct Atomic Blonde and Deadpool 2. Though I haven't seen it, Brian, you have not really had glowing feelings about Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw, but he was Mm, also the director of that. Um, But the the premise, as it's laid out, says five assassins aboard a fast-moving bullet train find out their missions have something in common. Okay, could be intriguing enough. Then you look at the cast. Sandra Bullock, Brad Pitt, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Zazie Beetz, Michael Shannon, Joey King, Logan Lerman, Hiroyuki Sonata, at Brian Tyree Henry. It, it, I'm in. I don't know. It's, been like, I, it's really easy, It's really easy to hook me into things that have to deal with confined spaces, or or defined and limited settings. So that's why, I like, John Hughes movies, I always love them, because it's like, follow Ferris Bueller for a day, follow The Breakfast Club for the day at detention. Uh, some Kevin Smith movies, Clerks, Clerks 2, it's like day a life in the day of stuff. And many of them are defined, limited spaces. Everything's taking place at the high school, at the convenience store. There's a lot of movies that are, like, focused around, oh, it takes place on a plane trip, you know, from the time you uh, take off to the time you land. This kind of stuff um, that's, you know, presumably the majority of it's taking place on the train ride from, you know, uh, from origin to destination. Um, Throw in, I don't know, some kind of assassin type things where they presumably don't already know each other, but they're going to have to you know their paths are going to cross by the nature of what's happening. Give me that cast and that director sold.
1: Yeah, I think with that director I'm already thinking like okay this has to be has some pretty sweet action sequences and stuff to it. Like I'm expecting some cool fights.
0: Yeah, and there's I mean there's some elements of that cast too that like I would not think to put together. I don't know if I, like I it's not occurring to me if Sandra Bullock and Brad Pitt have ever been in a movie together. And if you Mm. and if she's also like an assassin type thing like i'd love to see her in that kind of capacity um
1: actually i just saw a trailer for what the hell is the other movie she's coming out with with channing tatum uh the The lost city yeah brad pitt's in that with her oh okay he's in the trailer
0: okay um so at least so but at least before these two like there's not a precedent for that to go on Yeah, Um, yeah i have found over the last couple of years as i like anytime i see another new thing with michael shannon that dude is a great actor. <laughs> I have never seen anything that he's done where I'm like, well, he really phoned that in or that was forgettable or that was shit. <laughs> dude is general Zod. Then he can go play, um, uh, uh I don't even know, like a transcendental stoner type character in the night before. Then he can be this really intense. Am I locked in a conspiracy or not type of dude in this movie called bug that he was in with, um, Uh, Ashley, uh, Judd, Ashley Judd, like he has such range. He's awesome. So you give him in to me in this mix of all these other people. Like I I don't care if it, if it sucks, they're getting my money for the ticket.
1: I think you sold me and uh, I'll be keeping an eye on this too.
0: This is going to be a summer release (laughs) right now. It's looking like mid July, July 15th. Nice.
2: Mike, you got anything
1: to add for this one?
2: No, but I can play off that into my number eight. All right, that works. Give us your number eight. Um, so th- this has a 2022 release. It does not have an official date as of yet. Okay. Um, But it is still, as of this moment, slated for 2022 to come to Netflix. Michael Shannon starred in the first one. This is the sequel to Knives Out. Knives Out 2 will be coming to Netflix... Uh, this year. How did I not see this anywhere? Um, I know, I'm, I forgot about I it too. I am mad at myself. That's because it's not on any of those lists because it's a Netflix-only release.
0: Yeah, there's one or, um, one or two uh, sites that I checked that still, like, they'll they'll note if it's like an Amazon or Paramount Plus or a Netflix, and I just must have not been on the right ones.
2: Okay. Yeah, that I, I guess the one that Brian shared for us for the list didn't have it on uh-huh. it, but I had been kind of, like, aware of this for a while. And it had been there on my list for a while. We get Daniel Craig reprising his role as Benoit Blanc. That is the only actor coming back to this. Obviously, if you've seen the first movie, that makes sense. Because if the people from the first movie were tangled up in another plot about a murder, it wouldn't make a lot of sense. Spoilers. Um, But uh, (laughs) starring in this movie, we're going to have Dave Batista, Ed Norton, Ethan Hawke, Kate Hudson, uh, Catherine Hahn, uh, and then some people I'm not as familiar with, but they're listed as top cast. Jessica Henwick, Leslie Odom Jr., and Janelle Monet.
0: Jessica Henwick um, was in... She was Colleen in Iron Fist. I did not watch the Iron Fist oh, okay. series.
1: She was also Bugs in Matrix Re- Resurrections.
2: Ah, Okay she's very disguised in that matrix resurrection. Well. Yes. Um but yeah, they, they honestly like we're getting more as of Daniel Craig as Benoit Blanc alongside another star-studded cast. Um and I I'm I'm here for it. He was fantastically over the top as this character the first time around and yeah, the, the story was so well put together the first time. It was a little bit predictable, but it was good. And this time around, I'm here for another Ryan Johnson murder mystery. He is fucking good at this kind of thing, and I can't wait to see it. Um And you'll be able to watch it at home the day it releases. That's you know, which is actually my preferred context for this kind of thing, because you can sit there and you can you know talk with whoever you're watching it with or even just to yourself like oh it's them it's them and you can you know you <laughs> yeah. can do that kind of thing at home that you can't do in a theater that I think is fun with that kind of movie.
1: Very yeah, cool. I'm mad about this too. I I this totally fell off my radar and it was it was one I knew was coming but I totally forgot when or where. Like I I, I mean Netflix paid a shit ton of money to get two Knives Out sequels. So yeah, this is the first one. A lot of
2: money. It was way more than I thought they should have paid. Yeah. But what do I know about how much Netflix <laughs> makes off of having this franchise there? Yeah, I didn't think it was worth what they paid
0: though. It was hundreds of millions, wasn't it? Like two hundred million or something. It was. Like I don't that. remember yeah.
1: the number, but it was a good bit.
0: And I think just to have the rights, and that like that does not then include the actual like production cost of making it. Right. Yeah, they just bought the license. Effectively, yeah, basically like the exclusive like, to, to make the movies. Yeah, ability to have it there.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna throw this on my honorable mentions because I already
0: finished my list, and now I'm not gonna try to <laughs> try to position stuff around. It, so it's gonna hit honorable exactly mentions. It's gonna me. be my comment. Yeah, it's already <laughs> just added on the on the honorables. I
2: feel like we've had these moments before, like when Josh forgot that Scott Pilgrim happened in the 2010s. <laughs> <But> we did, <laughs> and, we did. And, damn like, it. He, he was like, "Oh my god, no!" <laughs> and it it happens sometimes that you you know it's it's tough to keep track of everything that's gonna come out in a year. Um, especially when it doesn't have a firm release date. Um, especially at the rate the last like...
1: two years everything's been moving. Like, I can't even keep track of what's supposed to happen and ever, ever.
2: Well, right. And, and I feel like this is one that I, I'm perfectly fine with saying I'm confident no matter what happens with COVID or anything, this is still going to come out in 2022 because it's going to Netflix. It's not going to theaters where they're worried about an audience in the theater. Right. That's true. So, they just have to
0: worry about production
2: concerns. Yeah, as long as it's it filmed, looks like it's mostly done. Yeah, yeah, like it it seems like it's pretty much going to the editing phase at this point. Because I
1: thought that was something they started. Like I thought I remember seeing a tweet from Ryan Johnson when they started filming, which I thought was over the summer or at the very least yeah. beginning
2: of the fall. It, the little I've seen of like pictures on the set or anything like that has like Dave Bautista out on a boat And, like the looks looks like <laughs> somewhere in I, I don't even want to guess Caribbean Mediterranean. It like you know, summary type yeah. of place. But uh, yeah, so can't wait. Um, it, you know, it, it's one of those ones. I think the rest of like my tops here are really solid. Otherwise, this might even be higher in another year. Yeah. But with so much <laughs> is coming out because so much was delayed that uh, this is a tough list this year. Yeah. But. The unbearable weight of massive talent still cracks. So <laughs> I
0: I'm glad you said that. I wanted to make that point about Brian's placement of uh, Top Gun, actually, because since that was number two on your your previous list, to me that's only an indication that like your interest in it hasn't really waned. But what else is now available must be that good.
1: It's it's a little bit more that there's other stuff I think coming at least on my list that I'm more curious about, like net. Now that I have a taste of what Top Gun Maverick is just from the first trailer, I have an idea what to expect, so that gives me some expectations. Some of the other stuff that's on my list, we haven't seen trailers for, so there's a lot of just, like, up in the air, like, I feel like this could be good, I'm hoping it's good, I'm going to put a little bit higher just because, like, already my expectations are building. If we got a trailer for some of this stuff, it would definitely solidify, I think, where some of this falls on my list, But so I'm kind of just shooting in the dark for some of this stuff, but... Hoping it's good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anything else for Knives Out 2? Yeah, I guess uh, (laughs) keeping in line with shooting in the dark and hoping something's good. My number eight is Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, We do not have a trailer for this. There's been some teasing material. Uh, I did not like Fallen Kingdom. Uh, It is not the greatest, but I really, really enjoyed Jurassic World. So I'm hoping that this comes back around and gives us a good way to wrap up this series this franchise I don't know if they're going to make any other movies after this this might be it um they got Colin Trevorrow back to direct this one he did not direct, direct Fallen Kingdom so I'm hoping that's something good um I I we talked about how you know this was pro- years ago now but Trevor was supposed to do episode 9 was you know released or let go or mm. however that fanned out and it was very easy to point the finger and be like oh well his script sucks and then we supposedly got to look at what his script was and the script was really fucking good so I'm as much as I was laying the blame on him for what episode 9 sort of turned out to be I kind of want to take some of that back and I trust him a little bit more and I'm hoping that coming back to Jurassic World is a good outlet for like hey look I didn't get to do Star Wars but uh, I'm going to come back to this franchise that I was successful at and do another really fucking cool movie. So um, I'm excited for this. A lot of the cast is coming back. We're getting some of the OG guys back. Um, uh, Sam Neill, uh, Laura Dern, and uh, Jeff Goldblum are all coming back. Uh, I don't know what capacity they're going to be, if it's going to be cameos, if they have a big uh, part in the movie. Either way, you know, it's one of those things where, like, you, you... for fans of the originals, like, you want to see, like, the, the legacy cast, the old guys, interact with the new cast, because that's just fun dynamics. Like, you want to see how these people play off each other. So, seeing all these people interact with, like, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, and whatever other cast members they bring back or bring in, like, that, that's exciting to me. I want to see how they, how they do this. And the way Fallen Kingdom ended, like, there's a big fucking problem to deal with now. So I'm really curious how they're going to like they wrote themselves I feel like in a corner with Fallen Kingdom the way that ended and it's always fun to see how people try to write them out of those corners that they build themselves in. I feel like that could make for a really interesting story. So I'm I'm excited for this one. Uh this is a summer release, June 10th, 2022. Um either one of you, I guess Josh, how do you feel about Jurassic World Dominion?
0: Well, I it, it's it's on the calendar. <laughs> uh it's it didn't make the 10 but it's on the calendar um i was gonna ask did you have you re-watched fallen kingdom since theaters like have you seen it more no. than once no we rewatched it i mean at this point just everything falls into this category we watched it during <laughs> COVID, um and we kind of just went through like the whole franchise i think like all five um yeah. and i didn't have I didn't dislike it, but I didn't have great feelings about it the first time. I liked it better the second time. I I did. I would say like the one the one disappointment I had was the inclusion of Jeff Goldblum. And I guess when you finally get Jeff Goldblum back, you're going to make a big deal about it, but his his role was so insignificant that I was let down by how they hyped it in promotion for them, the movie, I'm hoping we don't get the same kind of thing with the additional returning cast this time. And I'm actually hoping to your point, the problem that they have to deal with would be an excellent reason to lean on the expertise that the characters of Sam Neill and Laura Dern can bring. They, you know, they should have FaceTime. They should have screen time. They should be involved in the proceedings. They have, things to offer without it just being fan service it makes yeah, sense yeah. for them to be involved so i i'm i i i will see it i i'm i don't know, I, I don't come at it from as like from disappointed feelings necessarily of of the previous um but it's kind of curious as to really like i think i'm curious as to the scope of the problem that they're going to show and like how much of a time jump are we going to get between is this something that we're walking in the middle of? You know, it's been a few years since this happened. Is it going to be like in the quasi immediate aftermath? Um, and I think I think the choice of that will kind of dictate the breadth of what they can really do. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what do you think?
2: Uh, this appears much higher on my list. Okay. Um, and the reason for that for me is the promotional material that we've gotten so far. Um, if nothing else. They are doing a damn good job of hyping this up as what I want it to be. Okay. Um and I think this, you know, movie to me looks like the natural progression of Jurassic World that was intended for the franchise the whole time. Which is kind of the reason that Fallen Kingdom falls short, is they needed that step in this story to get to where Jurassic World is gonna go. They needed that bit of story and I don't know that it needed to be a whole film, um, but they needed something, some way, somehow, to realistically end up with a Jurassic World yeah. where you know they're just everywhere and it's just a part of life that dinosaurs are out there again. Um, and I I find it you know I don't know do, you know if the promotional material falls into spoiler territory but you know basically the idea that we get from it is that dinosaurs are just out in the wild now and it's a thing and kind of what josh said how far into the future are we going um from the end of jurassic or the end of fallen kingdom to this don't know but it looks to be far enough that things have kind of spiraled into a bad place. Yeah. Um. And even far enough that perhaps there are just wild packs of dinosaurs that are breeding and doing their own thing. Um. Which seems like a very big mess to clean up.
1: Like, I'm really curious how they're going to tie this all up. Maybe they
2: don't. Just maybe there's not a happy ending. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just saying maybe it's a you know, I don't know. Well, we'll see. I guess we'll find out, of course. But, um, yeah, I I'm very excited to see the return of the cast and all that, but I'm not anticipating a huge role for them um you know they still have to justify paying chris pratt and bryce dallas howard to be in this movie and with their screen time and they are the current cinematic draws no matter you know like jeff goldblum can still pull a crowd but sam (laughs) neill hasn't pulled a crowd in a long time um even for a jurassic thing uh but i i'm really excited to see it um and I think to, to something that you said, Brian, are they going to make more after this? Yeah. <laughs> it makes money. It ma- <laughs> It's it's bank. It's a dinosaur movie. There is never going to be a time in which little boys and girls are not fascinated by dinosaurs. So it's always going to be a franchise that can make money. And as long as they own the rights to it and they can make the movies, they're going to make the movies. I I have no doubt about that. Yeah, I guess at that point be, way.
1: it'll be curious if it's a continuation or a reboot of some kind.
2: I would love a reboot. That would be actually really cool. But you know, life will find a way, right? <laughs> and these yeah. movies will find a way because it's
1: difficult too. Because like Jurassic, the first Jurassic Park is one of those movies that I feel like is damn near perfect. Yeah. So once you talk about trying to remake it, it's like I I don't know if that's ne- needed or
2: necessary. Yeah, I still have problems with the first one a little bit. There is some gaping holes that make no sense um, that I take issue with. I, I, I'll get just one. To this day, I've never understood how the Tyrannosaurus steps over the giant pit that's there that the car falls into. Oh, that's just... It steps over, it's like it's nothing. That's a cinematic hole that just makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Where's, where was this pit when the Tyrannosaurus just steps through the fence? It makes no sense. That's,
1: yeah, that's a creative choice by the director that you're meant to ignore <laughs> for the sake of the, the action sequence.
0: You, you see the look on my face, right? You're trying to remember what happens. No, no, no. I remember clearly. I remember very clearly. It's only occurring to me for the first time. <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah, that's in like some of the special features, I think, somewhere, where they talked about like they drew up the sequence where the Tyrannosaur comes out of the pen, like breaks the fence, walks out, and then immediately... At the end of that, they're they're in the process of doing the sequence and Steven Spielberg talks about how really cool it would be if they threw the car over the into the paddock and there's a cliff there. And they gotta they gotta repel down the the thing. Yep.
0: Which that happens. Yep. It's
1: the same exact like Mike's talking about the same exact spot of the fence where the Tyrannosaur rocks walks out of. Yep. That as soon as the car goes over, it's a pit.
2: That's at least four times as tall as the Tyrannosaur. Yeah, Like are it, yeah. It's not a pit that this could have been stepped over. Like this, it's that's one of the things. There's a lot of so it was little just, inconsistencies that movies back then kind of glossed over.
1: It was an but, idea that Spielberg had to extend the action sequence. That was it's still a really cool sequence. And in the in yeah. the and when you're watching it, you're so enthralled with what's going on, you yep. don't think about it. But it's right. not until afterwards that you're like, wait a minute. And I don't, honestly, I don't even know if I would have put it together myself. It wasn't because I watched the damn special features where they broke the glass for me. And it's like, God damn it. Now I can't ever look at that the same again.
0: <laughs> that, that movie, I mean, the, the, the exact reason that you just said, like, you're involved, you're you're just entranced by it all. You're caught up in everything. It, it has yeah. hooked you so much. That movie is 29 years old this year. <laughs> and it never once freaking occurred to me. <laughs> so yeah that exact thing they did their job well
2: yep uh all but right yeah that, that that's about it i don't have anything more
1: okay we'll spin around to josh's number seven um
0: this was an interesting idea this was an, I, I would call it original even though it's a sort of a spin-off of existing ideas um but i i, I it, it was something that i think came out of left field that i would never have thought of and i never would have thought that uh you know idea makers could go this direction and maybe again it's like kind of fits in that like feel good era uh sort of box or not but i don't know but june 17th i got to admit i am really looking forward to seeing lightyear
1: it is on my list as well
0: it uh, i it, i i don't really know what to think of it like th- there's what i don't want to have happen and it might and if it does it's fine cuz you know 30 years on almost 30 years on what else are they going to do there's probably going to be certain story beats that quote explain or tie directly to some characteristic of buzz lightyear that 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 we know um they're animated movies they're kids movies yes they're they're they've done such a good job over these decades of making them for adults as well. But, uh, I, I get, I get slightly disappointed from a creative standpoint where you're making some kind of prequel or expanded universe type thing. And it's almost like you go through and like, okay, we got to make sure we check every one of these boxes of this thing that people know about in every scene. And this is that. And that's all the movie is, is just giving you something that explains or ties or whatever to another like and it's most like insignificant stuff it's like why did like why was the color of the collar on the suit green who gives a shit (laughs) I hope they don't do stuff like that if they do I will try to compartmentalize as much as I can because it just looks fun it looks fun to come up with the idea like okay Buzz Lightyear is a toy of an astronaut of of, of a space explorer and a a space ranger like that is his (laughs) lore that's where he comes from and it's fantastical And somebody had the idea, what if in the past, there was, in in our world, in this universe, that toy, that character, got based on an actual historical figure in our fictitious world. And he was an astronaut. And that's where it's coming from. Never would have seen that coming in the last 26 years. And just the approach to that and the idea that we're just going to get a story about a dude. Okay. Okay. I'm good with it. That's all I need. I'm starting.
1: Uh, my only question is, I don't know if you read this somewhere or, or if you've heard it, but is it a prequel? Well, I, I like to, in the in the Toy Story lore, is it meant to be a prequel?
0: I would I would say, well, I don't know. I would not say. I mean, I'm 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 not going to this going into this assuming it's an actual prequel tied to the Toy Story stories that we've been told. But it's right, obviously right. it's telling about the fictitious person in that fictitious world upon which the toy and story and character of Buzz Lightyear in that universe was based. So whether it has anything to do with toy story per se, no. So I I, I use the word prequel because there have been other examples in franchises where it is a prequel and that's what they're doing. Um, But I'm I'm
1: wondering if it's like much more meta than that. If it's like, a movie made in the toy story universe about the fictional toy. Like what if it's the other way? Like what if it's not the astronaut does his thing and then they make a toy about him? What if they make a toy that's popular and then they try to make an, a quote unquote adult type of movie about the, the toy. Like this is the modern day modern modernization of the buzz late year story.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. Um, but still happening in the quote universe that toy story exists.
1: Yeah. Okay. Somehow.
0: Okay. Um, that like, that, the only, that like, I feel like if it's, if, I it's thought of
1: that. Meant, if it's meant to be in the, in the the only thing that's kind of throwing me is I feel like if it's meant to be in the Toy Story universe and like, you know, these events happen first and then we get a toy based on the adventures of this guy, mm-hmm. it seems like he visits other planets and shit. Like, it goes otherworldly and there seems to be aliens and stuff involved. So I don't know, just the technology and space exploration seems like it's more futuristic than what. Toy Story world sets up so I'm starting to lean the other way but I I don't know I don't know for sure that's just me reading into it probably too far but
0: oh I don't know and I mean that's a very original idea that's uh, that's a thought of about it that like a perspective that I hadn't considered I I I I I assumed what we were getting was as if you took Buzz Buzz Aldrin Neil Armstrong and maybe in their universe they're was the ability to have somewhat slightly more advanced or sophisticated uh, adventures of some kind, perhaps. And then 20 years later, some marketing company decided, what if we created this fantastical space character kind of, quote, based on on the idea of those people? That's how I was viewing it through. Your idea would be exactly right as well and and you know what I'm, I'm good with either that's what i like about this notion that what the, the 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 approach they're taking and the perspective that they're coming at it from like you could do it in so many different ways so i i, I don't even know like beyond like the first kind of i guess teaser the actual trailer they released whatever i'm probably yeah, yeah. i'm not going to watch anything else because i don't want to have any story beats um or, or really just the main angle like even just like t- that would possibly answer this question. I don't even want to know right, it right. ahead of time.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I think they had the one teaser trailer. I'm good. That's enough for me. I'm gonna see it. Uh the the tone and look and feel of this movie is something I did not expect. I yeah. expected it to be much more cartoony and more Pixar y, I guess. But it mm. looks really modern and, and sort of real from an animation standpoint, I guess. I don't know. It 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 looks like it's taking much more of a serious tone, I think, than I expected for a Pixar movie.
0: Yeah and that's what I think I'm expecting is is if it, if in the end there's some fantastical space fight exploration element to it it almost to me it it felt like a CGI biopic of a fig, okay, of, yeah, of, yeah, of yeah, a fictitious yeah. character and that, and that's yeah. what it is and I'm totally fine with that.
1: Yeah. Uh Mike what do you think about Lightyear?
2: Um it's not really on my radar because toy story is something that i've watched but never really got into or cared that much about um gotcha so you know it's there it looks you know i'll watch it i i I mean that's the way i would put it is like i'll I'll watch it at some point it could be good um
1: i mean i assume it's gonna hit disney plus at some point i don't know how soon oh it's gonna
2: make its way there I'm, i'm sure it will and it's you know, it's not that the Toy Story movies I ever thought were bad or anything like that. I just never got into it. But, you know, they never really like resonated a lot with me or anything. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Um, all right, we'll move on to your Mike, your number seven. Uh, my number seven is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, this is a movie that actually It sounds weird to say it, having it on my list still, but after seeing the trailer, this actually dropped a few spots on this list. Um, I was more hyped for it before I saw the trailer than after, which is kind of weird. Um, still hyped for it, still really interested to see what they're gonna do. The multiverse stuff is fun. Um, seeing, you know, where they go with it after Spider-Man is going to be very interesting. Um... No spoilers for Spider-Man here, but I feel like, um, uh, I'm trying to do it without spoiling anything in Spider-Man, but basically I feel like the events in Spider-Man kind of maybe hit the fever pitch of where the multiverse stuff was going to go, and that, I guess, highest point that they were going to hit with the multiverse has already happened for me now. Yeah. So where they go with it next is it they're gonna have to up the ante in some way Which to I guess, really make an impact
1: for. Like me. kind of the way you just described that, like hitting the peak of the multiverse makes sense because originally this movie was meant to come out before Spider Man No Way Home. Right. And is now pushed afterwards. So they probably had to do some pivoting to just make the storylines kind of co like Uh, come together a little bit easier and make more sense like some stuff had to be switched around maybe but uh, yeah this I am excited for this one too and kind of the same way you thought like after seeing the trailer it kind of like gave me what I guess I expected which didn't I don't know didn't didn't surprise me or really like blow me away like oh I didn't know they'd go there it was just like okay yeah this is right in line with what the title is what I sort of expect to see for this movie and it I was curious if I'd put it at the end of my list and I didn't, it kind of dropped off. So this ended up being an honorable mention for me.
2: You know, I I feel like there's a moment that's not going to happen in the movie, but they could have, I mean, they could have put it in the movie, just would have gotten me way more hyped for it. If they just as a teaser had something come out of it, that showed they were going to do some further crossover or something like that. Like, you know, Chris Evans steps out onto the thing, and goes flame on, or you know. <laughs> oh, you it, got that like, off Twitter. I saw that. No, I brought it up before Twitter brought it up. <laughs> we talked about this uh, during the Spider Man review <laughs> before Twitter thought about it. I thought about it. But at the same time, like if that were to happen in this trailer, or if you got Hugh Jackman to walk out and pop the claws or something, you know, it, all of a sudden, you know, the level of hype for it would just go higher. Because what else are they gonna do? And because until this multiverse storyline that they're opening closes, I think everything's on the table. You
1: see, know, I think, I think that's where I get hesitant. Is like, I I don't want to see all that. That's just me personally. I think we've we've like you said. I think we hit a peak with Spider with a uh, No Way Home, and I think that's like I if we just start bringing out every other legacy character out of the woodwork just to be like, hey, look. We can use them now again. Like I, that's that's. Well, I, I think abusing the power of what this is doing.
2: I, I don't think I'd want to see it as something like we can use them again. I'd want to see it is like this is the type of one-off joke we're gonna do in this movie. But as yeah, opposed even stuff. Everybody like If Everybody just, lines, if you know, everybody just like
1: pops up for a five-minute cameo. I think that just defeats the purpose of the whole thing too. Like you're you're taking you're you'd make a movie three hours long just to put all the cameos in it when it needs to be two hours. Like I, I don't know.
2: Right. And it's just something that, I don't know, for me, like, I feel like it would get me more invested to see some stuff like that with the multiverse still open. Because once they close it, it's closed. You get what I'm saying? While yeah. you have the chance to do this fun thing, I'd like to see them take a couple of swings at the fun thing.
1: Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I'm kind of yeah. hoping they're smarter than just like every movie while the multiverse is open starts popping in a bunch of cameos for people. Like I I'm kind of hoping that it's not like this gimmick that they just use on every Marvel movie until the multiverse closes.
2: I'm I'm assuming that the multiverse is probably going to close here. Oh, I'm, like, I'm sure, assuming yeah, it has this to wrap is up probably point, the end sure. of the multiverse thing.
0: I am going to say it's going to carry through, all the, at least through Ant Man because oh yeah because it's true you, we're getting the quantum mania you thing. know that uh we know that um kang is gonna be yeah. back for that and i mean that was that was the entire point basically of the loki show
1: we don't know how season two of loki is gonna wrap up either so it still might be right. played within there too
0: yeah well and, and so i i'm i'm actually with both of you so i agree with brian that i don't i if they're gonna do multiverse I want them to do something clever within what they've created for themselves. Do something where yes, it's alternate versions of your existing characters, or it's just like downstream effects to other places. Or and you don't you know you don't always need a copy of that person. I I'm with you though. I definitely don't want it to just be the excuse to pull people in from other previous movies. That's gonna wear very quickly
2: yeah like i don't think that's what i'm like looking for i don't want them pulled in to be brought back Mm -hmm. it's just that opportunity to have the fun moment that i would look forward to you know what i mean Not not necessarily like i want this person back as this no no no. but you know an opportunity to maybe introduce the new wolverine have him meeting hugh jackman and you know something like that as a like, who the hell's this guy? And then they kind of both pop claws or something like it.
0: Possibly, it... if if done right, I could I could see that because there is there was an opportunity that I thought they were literally teeing up right in front of you on the plate in Spider Man to do that exact thing, and they didn't. So if they keep. Kind of alluding to something or making a reference, or if if done well, yes, I think there's an opportunity to do what you're saying in some cases. But if it's just a passing thing that's included, just for no reason, then it's gonna stand out like a bad, you know, sore thumb.
1: I mean, to be fair, like I'm saying, like please don't do this. But then when they do it in the theater, I'll be like, oh my god, look
0: what they just did,
1: and like (laughs) I'll lose my mind. But
0: well, you kind of also already did that a little bit with the Deadpool movies. Like, sort of like the Stinger stuff with, like, how Deadpool 2 wraps up, it kind of, it satiated that for me a little bit. Like, it's tongue-in-cheek enough that you're doing it to achieve what you want for your stories going forward, possibly. Yeah, But it doesn't necessarily need to be, I... So you just
2: brought another idea forward in my head, and that's Deadpool showing up here. <laughs> like, it's in the MC like, it's, he's part of it in their... I don't know. Like it, That could be an amazing cameo. <laughs> I doubt it, but it would be amazing.
1: I mean, I'm hoping a, a movie that's called Doctor Strange focuses more on Doctor Strange and we don't just get cameos left and right the whole movie. Is, is oh, I'm sure it's fear. going to.
2: No, uh, it seems like it's going to. It seems like Mordo's going to be a big part of the story again, which, I mean, makes sense since you know, the stinger from the first Doctor Strange and all that that sets him up as a future villain. Whether or not he's the main villain here or not seems difficult to decipher from the trailer. Yeah. Which I'm fine with. Um, he doesn't need to be. He can be a, another looming villain that's kind of hanging around for a while. That would be cool because Mordo's kind of a significant villain, especially for Doctor Strange. Um, uh, It would just be really... I don't know. Like it, we, they can go anywhere. I guess that's the gist of where we're at with this. As we talk about, it. like it's it's the multiverse. Anything can happen. So what are they going to do with it? And I think that hesitation is why it's you know it's seven on my list and not at number two or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know,
1: I mean, this will be another one. Like we got the we got the trailer for the Stinger for the this the after the credits of no way home they showed us the trailer for doctor strange the trailer's now released online so if you want to see it it's out there um but that's that's enough for me i'm going to do the one and done trailer for this one also so <clears throat> this will be one i got to stay away from for the next couple months and everything else that comes out and just hide my face and plug my ears and see what happens in may uh anything else for doctor strange
0: um i was just going to point out a few things i i didn't there was something about the writing or the direction that Cumberbatch was given. It's it's my one of my only small critiques of No Way Home. I didn't particularly like Doctor Strange in it, and it, okay. and it's not his arc. It was it was the writing, and and I think like again like the, whatever direction he was given for the acting, there was something about his personality. He seems very consistent from his, fir- his own movie through his appearance in Thor Ragnarok and into Infinity War and Endgame. There's something about how he-, he is. I don't know. It's like the way he talks, his attitude, something about him. Like he has a slightly different personality in No Way Home, I felt. And I, I bring that up to then contrast it to say... This sequel is being directed by Sam Raimi, who made the initial Spider-Man trilogy, which heavily featured in the movie that Doctor Strange just appeared in. Yeah. That's all. Just coincidence. (laughs) True. And, and
2: And I will say, like, Doctor Strange is kind of meant to be a dick. Like his character like i guess basis he like he's supposed to gain some humility and all that along the way, but he's still kind of a dick,
0: sure and like if, you know what I mean if, like he's always we, that kind if, of character if we, if we had gotten if this was his if this was his demeanor, his personality, the way he it sometimes it's just like even in like his his speech patterns i f- I feel like he acted the character slightly differently. Than the other iterations. And just because of an inconsistency and a change that I saw. It, it, it's, a, it's not about a changing character. It's about a literal inconsistency. Like, there was four portrayals of him one way. And then I saw what I felt like was a kind of a different performance
2: there. Maybe it's intentional. It, it could be. It could be. With the multiverse, oh. maybe there's something we're not seeing.
0: That, that's... that's
2: About yeah. Doctor Strange at this
0: time. Is, is maybe, that going to be the, the, the cop-out answer for any... Criticism of like Phase Four and Five, like the old like uh it's diverging timelines. <laughs> well, we do have
2: the scroll thing as well. Oh, that's right, got that uh, in our the background. back pocket
0: whenever
2: we want. I well, I'm just saying, like until they resolve the multiverse and the scrolls, which we know, you know, with Secret Invasion being a scheduled thing in Marvel, you got to keep the scrolls in your back pocket at any time. Right now, it's there. It's possible. Who knows? Who know? Who know? If there's you know something like you're seeing this. Major inconsistency in how he's acting, that could be a scroll <laughs> could be a scroll I don't... yeah
0: um I get the, my only last remark is I forgot how much I freaking love the current evolution of the Scarlet Witch outfit. It is so badass um yeah. just like the little peaks of her that we got in that teaser. I think it's gonna be a very interesting dynamic for those two characters. Cause she, she's, you know, we left her off in a place that seems like she has gone through some stuff. She has gone through the consequences of that stuff. Like she's been on a journey and, yeah. oh, and yeah. where she comes out is of is very different than the confident, but still like self doubting person that she was for the first couple years. Like I, I feel that, where Elizabeth Olsen is going to bring that into this story is much more of kind of a force to be reckoned with. And like, I can be your friend. I can also be a problem for you, depending on what's going on. Um, kind of happy to see what, what happens between the two of them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and I second the, the costume thing fully like the, the energy, I guess, mask thing that, is starting mm-hmm. to like originate on her head, um. Where like that—that's one of those costume things that we saw, I guess, in, um, WandaVision That would look ridiculous if it was like an actual costume, right? But doing it that way looks fucking cool.
0: Yeah. And we're we're, we're we get more uh, we get Rachel McAdams back in this, which always makes me happy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right, so we'll move on to my number seven. Uh, Again, whenever I start looking at the list, I get surprised where stuff ends up falling and getting placed eventually. This is a movie that has been in development hell for years. Uh, When I tried to backtrace it, it was originally announced in October of 2014 and is right now scheduled to be released in November 4th of 2022, and that is The Flash. Okay. So. I again, I, this is another one that I just hope is good. It's expectation wise. Like when you read about the movie, the stuff that's been promoted, we are supposed to get uh, Ezra Miller back as Barry Allen, who somehow is, I guess the the what they're hyping is you're getting a Flashpoint type of story for the Flash. Um, and if you know the Flash lore, that's a very interesting and complicated story to uh, use as a reference. So this movie should be cool like it's it's diving into storyline it's really cool uh Michael keaton is supposed to be back as Batman like the 89 version of Batman uh ben affleck is still listed as current quote unquote current Batman um so it's gonna deal with some timeline stuff uh it's gonna be really trippy i i am anxious and I kind of just hope it's good like dc needs some wins and yeah. it's got potential to be do. really cool And considering, like I said, this movie has been something that we've talked about for four years between director changes, writer changes, like everything else that has happened with... When I looked back at this, the thing I saw that said, so a year after Man of Steel's release, and amid the success of CW's The Flash, Warner Brothers announces The Flash with uh, Ezra Miller for, and this is October 2014, it was supposed to come out in 2018. Mm. So this is a movie that's been through some shit <laughs> and they, they announced this, I think when they wanted to do the whole, obviously this was announced before justice league, before BVS. Like this is, this is where the DC universe was meant to go. It was all these team up movies. And since the DC universe kind of fell apart and they didn't really know what to do, this was one of those movies that was still, they kept talking about it. Like we're still doing it. We still have Ezra Miller attached to the flash. The flash is still coming amidst all these other movies that were getting canceled. That was part of the DC Extended Universe. This is the one that survived. So this is what we're finally getting. Uh, I, again, I just—it's more just potential. I, I—we got one little tease, I think, at the DC fandom stuff. It wasn't even a trailer. It was like a little, just cut-up video of certain scenes that maybe they've already filmed. That teased some stuff, but still not a lot of the plot or really what's going on. So I still might give myself one trailer, like official trailer that they do, teaser trailer, official trailer, whatever comes first, and then I'm done. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm just hoping this movie exists and comes together in a way that's not just complete crap, and hopefully that will be a win.
0: So there's one or two, probably two, I shouldn't have looked at it, but uh, look, brought up the IMDb, and there's two names attached to the cast that I'm not even going to share because I think the notion of
1: don't look Mike don't look yeah, Mike don't, I see don't. you looking <laughs>
0: like the, the the notion of of spoiling what the potential of this could be and like the the tendrils that it could have out there and the, the, the story points and areas it could touch um yeah I it it had it, it, it's always had all the makings of something potentially cool I think like maybe not initially but very early on you got the flashpoint vibes that they wanted to go for uh, I feel like they started talking about those quasi early on. Yeah. Um, which, and it's such an amazing story. Like it would have been perfect if they had gotten. Yeah. Like two, maybe two movies of each character out by that point, And maybe one flash, like, like Flashpoint as a sequel to uh, another flash movie. And then you got an Aquaman. We've had two wonder woman's. You could do that and entirely wrap the story up. And it, the the resolution of it is so self-contained that you never have to worry about it having continued downstream effects of those other areas because it right. starts and st- it it resolves what it causes by the end so it doesn't have to be a greater uh you know what's the greater effect of all these other things like it'll tell you and it'll be done it almost could have been like if they did if if they did justice league or something at some point and it wasn't you know what it became this could have almost been like a justice league 2 before calling it that like it didn't need to be the team-up movie where they then face a threat of external it it would have been the crossover that what you like marvel hasn't even done anything like this like you kind of got maybe closish to something like that along the civil war lines maybe but the the flashpoint paradox like one shot um Graphic novel story is so good and so cool, and if they would have brought that to screen, especially with the actors and actresses that they had established and where they came from, man, it just it would have been amazing. So I'm 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 with you. I'm hoping. I think you got the right word. Potential. This this has it all. It is theirs to lose.
2: Um. And I I, I am not hopeful for this. <laughs> I, I see this as a future hot mess. Um,
1: and it, it's really 50-50. Like, it could go either way. I'm fully aware of that.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that that's the side. I'll, I'll be the negative person in this. I don't see this coming out good. I see this being another mess from Warner and DC, and I don't see it... I I don't feel like I trust them enough to handle as complex a story as Flashpoint. And, I mean, to Josh's point, too, like, Flashpoint, I think, is such a good, like,
1: character study for the flash it would have been nice to have more time with the flash to get to know the character to set up the kind of shit he's going to go through in this movie like i don't know if there's enough to get invested with barry and ezra miller's portrayal of barry for this movie and what what the weight it needs to lift
2: and right and a lot of bad movies start from that spot of assuming that you're going to connect with a character and the horrible events and things that they might go through are powerful moments in their life without really giving you enough time to get to know the character. Yeah. And it doesn't resonate and that's why I don't know. I don't I don't see this going well. And we'll I, see if this movie personally...
1: even comes out this year. Like it's due November 4th, 2022. <laughs> There's a good chance this gets delayed cuz we've heard nothing about it since you know that little tease at the DC fandom thing. That's it. So, if we don't so get don't a trailer we... sometime soon, who knows what the hell
2: Right, and, and for all we know, the Restore the Snyderverse people win and they just cancel this movie altogether and re- re-edit <laughs> it, you know, to to fit that. Just get the Snyder cut of every DC movie coming out ever. Well, I mean, and who are we kidding? they If they were going to Restore the Snyderverse, they wouldn't even bother to do that. They'd just, like, throw this out there to make some money and make him work around it. <laughs> I mean, that's... They wouldn't even care. So, that that's why I don't have confidence in it. It, it, it just... The studio has not given me... A lot of reasons to have faith yeah. in what they're going to put out.
1: Yeah. Um, anything else for Flash? Or we'll move on. All right. So we're moving on to Josh's number six. Number six. What do you got for number six?
0: Okay. So I initially was almost going to leave this off. It probably would have made honorable mentions. Certainly would have been on the calendar. But then I don't. I don't know why. Maybe Brian. Maybe it was because you had sent me the lists from prior years that I referenced, I remembered that when we were doing our favorite movies of 2017, I had to eat a lot of crow at the time because my most anticipated movies for 2017, I believe, did not include either Logan or Thor Ragnarok. So, I am (laughs) not going to fall into that pothole again this time. So my number 6 is Thor Love and Thunder. And I think like like all of us I think it's easy to fall in the trap of and we've done it in years past and I'm sure we'll continue to do it is load up the top 10 with comic book movies. We're getting three Marvel movies this year, two or three DC movies. So it's easy to do that. Um maybe even more than that from DC, but um There's not necessarily anything about this that like, I mean, obviously we haven't seen footage. We haven't seen teasers. We haven't seen, I kind of heard, you know, some casting news over the time. There's very little that I have to go on. It's just more of like a cover my ass situation this year. (laughs) Like this has to at least make the top 10. And as much as, like, I have never found so far one person that I've anecdotally spoken with after they've seen Ragnarok. Um, if you know assuming that they have watched many of the mcu or all of it etc i've never heard one person uh whose opinion was yeah that was okay or it kind of annoyed me at times or this or that like it is high in everybody's esteem so i i i I don't think i can go wrong with this choice
1: so this actually made my number six as well kind of the same like Coming off of Ragnarok, I'm expecting this to be good, which is why it hit as high as number six based on nothing but the cast and what the last movie did like there's no trailer we don't know you know the where we leave Thor is the guardians are there too, so we don't know how much they're in this movie like the the trailer the the trailer might explain a lot to us if we ever get that or how soon we'll get that um and, you know, had we got a trailer, it might have bumped it up further in my list. But for right now, I figured Middle of the Road is very good, sort of like Josh, to cover my ass. It's there. It's in my list. I'm expecting it. It's it's hard not to already kind of love this movie before it's even out. Um, I really want to see what they do with Jane Foster. Like, she's been noticeably absent from a lot of MCU stuff recently. And not even she's recently. a big it's part of
3: 2013.
1: So, okay, yeah, so point taken for it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um. And, you know, they, she never really got her, her due, I guess. It's, they just, it's one of those characters they just kind of wrote off and wanted you to sort of forget that she was around. They kind of mentioned her in dialogue here and there, but she never had anything substantial to do. She seems to be a big part of this movie, and that makes me excited. I don't want to see what they do with it. So I, I am in.
0: Um,
2: uh, uh, yeah, this Mike comes in much, much higher on my list.
0: Mike, have have you glanced... Uh, recently or in the last few months at the cast list or the IMDb page? Because if you haven't, don't. Do I feel like,
1: Josh, not. you got to stop looking at the IMDb cast list. This is twice I mean, now it, you've it, said this.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, now I'm just going to do it. No, It doesn't don't, bother don't, me don't, to do it. Don't.
0: I'm telling you, don't.
2: Is it going to ruin the movie for me?
0: Like, the, I think that in the same way that there were some of the most fun surprises in Ragnarok. He's already looking,
2: Josh. I think
0: just... <laughs> there's the potential for that. Some of those elements to happen again. And I, I, I didn't. I mean, I didn't go seeking it out. But I'm like, well, we're doing the research and putting stuff, information together for the show. So like, I'm visiting the pages, you know, for all these projects and whatnot. So I can't help but see it.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of like. <laughs> Where else besides IMDb can I send you just to, like, look at some basic information and not be spoiled for stuff, but I don't really know where to go.
2: Uh, I mean, okay, so what you're... Don't try to explain what it is. We're just going to move on. No, no, no. Uh, No, I just want to say what he's referencing, I get what you're saying. Okay. And, yeah, one thing that's going to be in it, it's definitely spoiled for me at this point. Okay. A little (laughs) bit, but it's still going to be an excellent moment, and I guarantee that. The other thing I already knew. Okay. Um, I mean, is it spoiling to say the actor without saying the yes. role? Yeah, I would just leave it clean. If you're okay. asking
1: yourself, is it a spoiler <laughs> if, just say yes and move on. Well,
2: no, I mean, just saying that a, an actor is going to appear in the movie. Yes. I...
0: Yes. All right. Especially if it hasn't been like okay. publicized very much and, and like officially and all that. Yeah. Well, nothing's really been publicized yet. I feel like there's there's one major role that definitely was, but if it's not the one that you're thinking of, then... No, no, that one, yeah, that one has been publicized.
2: I would have let
1: this slide if we had it. seen a trailer and the person you're thinking sure, of sure. is in the trailer, fine. <laughs> if we see no marketing stuff whatsoever, I'm going to assume whatever you're thinking is a spoiler and we're not going to talk about it.
2: That is fair. No, that's fair. I guess one of them was a very high-profile casting made news that they got casted into the movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe their role, but even if I told you the oh, movie, I see it, that you mean. person I see. was, but the other one is also a high-profile casting that was not publicized. Right. So it's...
0: Yeah, it, it it's that um, and it's like some other minor elements that I'm like, oh that would have been so fun to just not not have any advanced knowledge of yeah. the, the the minor elements, yeah, yeah, that that's that's gonna be a fun moment. Um, but it's minor. So this is gonna be the first time this this is as of now, this is gonna kinda be the July fourth weekend movie almost. It's it's July eighth right now. Um and interestingly, so this movie will come out eleven years after the first thor chris hemsworth has been along for the ride this long and he is the first character to get a fourth solo movie everyone else maybe had trilogies and then you know with like avengers movies and whatnot other stuff but they're out he's the first to get a Well, he was in those two and, and he was in many of those yes so um uh, I don't know he's if making a... a push
1: for that longest tenure, trying to take it off of Ro- Robert Downey Jr.
0: Um, he's close. He's really close. Um, what if you, if you just by release dates? Well, it's huge. He had he? eleven years, and well, now he's going to tie just him just this for the year. MCU. Uh, yeah, just with MCU, but he'll be eleven. Yeah, he'll tie him this year with eleven years. Now, granted, Thor: Love and Thunder was supposed to come out at least twenty twenty. I don't think it was supposed to be a twenty 2019- nineteen. No, I think that's too early. I forget if the original, because they made this announcement in 2019 at Comic Con. I forget if this was supposed to be 2020 or 2021. So you could maybe argue that, you know, production and COVID delayed it, whatever. But basically, in real time, he's going to tie Robert Downey Jr. with 11 years with this movie. But um, this is the first one that's going to also come out in the summer since the first one. The first one was May 2011. Um, Dark World was always scheduled for November 13. Yep. Ragnarok was supposed to be, it was originally July of 2017. And then when the Spider-Man deal got worked out, they moved Ragnarok and Black Panther back. So Ragnarok became again a November 2017 release. So first time we get Thor back in the summer as well. Nice. Yeah, th- this is one that,
2: uh, you know, Ragnarok is still right up there as, you know, contention for my favorite MCU movie. Um, and, you know, getting to see the whole cast back again and everything, it's it's amazing. Um, where they're going to go with, like, like you said, Jane Foster... You know, like there's been like the rumors and talks about her getting the hammer uh, as Thor Jane. That's
0: I mean Taika been around I, I, since if I remember. I think Taika hands her the hammer at, com- at right. Comic Con. But
2: it's Taika fucking with people or is he <laughs> serious? Like that, Fair. you know. Like it until I see it on screen. Yep. You know. Um. But yeah, I mean, it, it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's. Taika Waititi has not made anything in recent time where I've been like, oh, that movie. Ugh. Everything the guy makes is gold yeah. right now. He, he, he has his finger on the pulse pretty well.
0: Uh, Brian, you can get mad at me all you want. I am going to spoil one thing just because it is pure joy. <laughs> I'm going to confirm that they are listing Taika returning as Korg. <laughs> I, I, that was important. And given. that's important to know. <clears throat> yeah, it I It's very I important for back. everyone to know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Korg will be back. Cool. Presumably Meek as well. I hope so. But I don't think Meek has an actor attached to it, so I don't yeah. think we get to know.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think we've talked about. I'm excited about this too. Obviously, it's on my number six too, so I'm, I'm excited.
0: Yeah. My, my last comment would just quickly be that it's. We kind of know the, the arc of Thor throughout Endgame specifically. I mean, he had definitely one of the most involved and fleshed out arcs in just that one single movie there uh, of anyone included in that. But this is going to be the first like, okay, let's work. We have completely moved on from Loki. We've moved on from Asgard and his parents. Like that's all, that's all in the past. Yeah. It's completely gone. Not tied to him anymore. Asgard's gone. right? So, so it's kind of, kind of starting fresh.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, all right. We'll move on to Mike's number six. Uh, My number six is a movie that it sounds like Josh also forgot about when he said there's only three Marvel movies coming out this year. This is a non-MCU Marvel movie, Mm. Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, which just recently I I noticed this had a full title of Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, Um, because I I even have it on my list here as Spider-Verse 2, because Mm. up until, I don't even know what day they released that official title, but... Had to be very, very recent. Sometime in the last month or two, I think. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, the first Spider-Verse t- still might be the best comic book movie that we've seen since, like, Nolan's Batman stuff. It's so damn good at doing everything it does. And, yeah, what they're going to do next, I don't know. But the first movie is, like, you talk about Perfection. I think you said that with like the Jurassic Park movie the first time into the spider verse that that's perfection for me in in a superhero movie animated or not that movie hits every fucking note so well um and this I guess should be higher on my list with how much praise I'm singing for the first one, but it's still. A little bit of hesitation for me not to put this at number one right away. Um, just on them continuing the Spider Verse or like the Spider Verse plot line, yeah. In the multiverse thing, I don't know if it's gonna work as well the second time. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, some, if it hits all the same beats again, is it gonna feel good or is it gonna be like, oh, they did it again? Um, what? How are they gonna do it? Is he gonna be traveling through? This time, instead of pulling people into Miles Morales' world, is he going to be traveling into other worlds this time? That would be cool. Mike, did um, you ever read the Spider-Verse comic book? Uh, yes.
1: Because I think, I don't I don't know whether they'd take that. I, I never, I don't, I don't think I ever finished it. But didn't some of that involve, like, there was a certain villain of some kind or a family of villains that were, like, hunting Spider-Men through the universes?
2: At some point, yeah. I mean, it was a long storyline. I Feel like that's the that's the was bit that the that that I I primary.
1: I thought that's part? the bit that I remembered, okay, and I never so that... finished reading it to see like how it ended. But this, you know, the first movie set up that there is a Spider Verse, there's other Spider Men. They can they ended up together. Now they're back home. If these people start hunting and trying to cut down all the other Spider Men across the universes, this could be a reason to bring everybody back together and have something to fight.
2: Okay, so, so, yeah, I could see that. Um, it's just a matter of, until we, I guess there's no trailer or anything for this yet, not that I saw. They put out, like, a two or three minute
1: just clip of, like, yeah. something in the movie. No trailer, but that was, that was all
2: we got. Okay, and, I don't know, like, I'm, again, I'm 100% looking forward to it. I just kind of want to see where they go. Um, if we can get more of the Nicolas Cage Noir Spider Man <laughs> in any way, um, he makes it, a that cameo was my in favorite. the
1: unbearable weight of massive talent
2: movie. Noir Spider Man oh, yeah. makes makes a cameo. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean that was my favorite of the new Spider people that they introduced there. That yeah. was my favorite. Spider Ham was awesome. It, it was all great. It, it's just. I have nothing bad to say about the first movie, so I don't know how this isn't higher on my list, but it's just where it is. Yeah. I assume you have, you know,
1: this this did hit higher on my list. It is definitely on my list. Yeah, because I mean, I think <clears throat> Into the Spider Verse hit like number two, I think, for me, for my favorites for the year it came out, and I think it helped that it was like at the end of the year, and I I saw it right before the list, but. Sort of like you said, Mike. I think I think that is a damn near perfect movie. Also, like that—that that is so rewatchable. It's so much fun. Um, for once, Sony made a very good fucking Spider-Man movie in the last ten years. So I was like, "Hey, this is great!" Like, um, so this this has a lot of hype and potential for me, and I'm very very excited to see where they go with this one for sure. Josh, I don't know how you feel about uh, across the Spider-Verse.
0: So I don't want anyone to be mad at me, but it didn't make my list at all. It it didn't I don't know what it is. It's not that I don't really enjoy the first film. I I do, I don't know why it just never like pierced that you know, ceiling that that it it's held in like such high deference uh, that is for most people. Um I don't think anyone else is wrong or like off the mark by feeling that way. It just never got there for me. Um I could watch it all the time. It's utterly watchable. It's great. It hits amazing beats all along the way. Um, I will see these sequels as soon as I possibly can when they're released. They're going to be a good time. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <Speaking> <laughs> You're release, like, it is October 7th, by the way. Ah, thank you. I didn't mention yes,
1: that. Yeah. But... And this is part one. So there is a yes. part two coming I don't think they, they didn't give us a date for part two. I'm presuming the next year. I'm I'm That's just I, I an assumption, but.
2: I, I, I think that might be another reason that it falls a little bit lower on my list than I would have expected. Yeah. Is anytime there's a part one, I always anticipate its ending to be. Inconclusive. <laughs> Un- yeah. Like it's. Yeah. Like I'm like, okay. You're going to get the part to be two... continued at the end. Right, yeah, it's going to end on a cliffhanger of some kind to get you into the next one. No, no, keep, keep, and I'm in, just like, keep
0: in mind, it took Mel Brooks, what, like 45 years, however long, to get History of the World Part 2 apparently made. Don't, don't, it's not going to take that long.
2: <laughs> I always felt that History of the World Part 1 was, a, was part of the joke. Right, you know? right, right. I always, I always thought that was, you know, part of yeah. it, Yeah. I guess now that we're getting part two, maybe it wasn't. I, uh... <laughs> uh, Josh, we were talking
1: even bef- even before the show and a little bit on, but about like your your title change for one of the movies that you were looking for. Yes, uh, when I was going through the the fa- the anticipated lists, yes, um, what I hand wrote down for Spider Verse when it was hitting people's or no, it was it might have been I think it I think we had anticipated lists for. Now I'm trying. To- now I'm second guessing myself, but. At some point, I was writing down Edge of Spider-Verse. So I think originally that was the name of the movie was Edge of Spider-Verse, not Into the Spider-Verse. Ah.
0: So I think that one had another title change, too. Yours, your, I mean, not that mine ended up being way off, but yours, I think, was a little bit closer to, like, confidently know what you were looking for. Right. Uh, all right, so we already talked about my
1: number six. My number six was Thor, Love, and Thunder. So we're back around to Josh for his number five
0: okay we are at um so depending on what day you guys are hearing this uh what day it gets to get be posted um this either will probably have just come out this past weekend or it is about to in like two three days um i i can't not include this uh i I just have to continue this this world um january 14th 2022 we go back to uh to westboro and we are following sydney in scream brian you will not be there yeah i got nothing to
1: add <laughs> for this one so <laughs> haven't seen any of them not on my list <laughs> i will
0: move on <laughs> i'll let you guys have your discussion what do you think mike I, I, i've been curious to p- pick someone's brain on this like you
2: um i have my doubts on this one and my doubts have been somewhat fueled by the trailers that I've seen Okay. as it being yet another rehashed fan service kind of thing. Okay. Um, I, I don't want that. Okay. Sure, <laughs> like, yeah, it, sure. and, and that, that's, I guess the doubts that I have, like if it was just a continuation of Screams satirical take, yet, you know, like serious but satirical take on the horror genre. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% there for it, but I feel like they're going back and retreading the same shit for a new generation of moviegoers okay. to delve into the Scream universe, which I I don't need personally. Sure. I get what they're doing, but I'm good with where the first one's at. You yeah. know what I mean? And if it's that, because it, like the whole retitle of Just Scream, mm-hmm. it, you know, like it, a lot of it puts me into a spot where I'm very, like, mm, I don't know. I don't trust this to not do that fan service shit because we've gotten too much of it recently. That's fair. There, you know, and I'm just, I'm over the fan service, like, limit that I can take right. on a lot of things. And especially when it's a series I don't feel like needs that. Yeah, I'm you know, like it, it's not something that you know, the 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 no way home thing. That was good. Yay, fan service. Mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker, boo, not good fan service. <laughs> and
1: But you're also the person who just said you wanted a bunch of cameos from people popping up in MCU movies. I'd I'd chalk that right up to fan service.
2: I agree, but cameos done right in a movie that it makes sense. And this isn't cameos. This is just rehashing the same shit as what
0: it sounds like to me okay. with Scream. To to, to re, they, rebox the same elements in a in a yes. seemingly different but mostly similar story. Exactly. And that th- that's something that
2: I feel like they have not done with the past Scream sequels. I was just gonna ask you about your feeling they, they, on that.
0: Yeah. Um. So you're you're they,
2: they evolved enough along the you're, way.
0: You're referencing the um. Uh, the original a lot. Um, what are your thoughts about part two and three at least? Like, cause that, cause that, that.
2: Yeah, four was no, I didn't like four was. Wait, part I'm trying to remember. <laughs> part
0: four was ten years ago exactly. It was, yeah. was West Craven's. Well, not his final movie, but it was his last screen.
2: Okay, I'm, I can't remember much about four.
0: Uh,
2: so like two okay. and three. Felt like a natural progression and closure of Sydney's storyline. Okay, if I remember everything correctly, that felt like full circle. We got the trilogy; that it it did its whole thing. It didn't feel like it needed to go anywhere else at that point to me, because that like didn't that like wrap up the whole like Cotton storyline and everything by the end of three? Like that was all wrapped up in a nice little bow. Uh,
0: yeah, definitely with him for the most for the most part and all that yeah and then, like part three really dived into more of like her personal connections to things and how those would be related to the previous two uh events um i feel like cotton was probably wrapped up after that was in two it was wrapped. yeah Yeah.
2: but i feel like that, that like most of like what happened though is what i'm getting at like they like i can't again i can't remember what happened in four i've got very little recollection of four at this point because it just it must not have been very good that i just
0: don't recall it or so i don't know yeah it's 10 years old and I, i i know a lot of there's not a large contingent of our listener base that is like big on on the horror so i'm like do i really care about spoiling at this point or not but what what i did appreciate about four was In the same way that you said at the beginning that the first movie was a deconstruction of the horror genre, especially the slasher subgenre, that had persisted for almost 20 years at that point. That idea continued, obviously, in what was happening in in Scream 4. But what I appreciated about what Wes did was he said, okay, so these are people living in this universe that this has happened to, that they're aware of in the modern version of media and the world what would somebody maybe do and a big part of that was the people behind it um and it's funny to say now 10 years later because i feel like at the time the idea of like youtubers was a very like burgeoning thing only really at the time i mean god could you think now between tiktok and all the other platforms that people have the the the, the the real explosion of social media since then and all those different avenues. Really how you could put that. that That's the part of this that I'm really curious to see. Um, obviously, Wes is gone. Um, as we talked about in the past, the the, the team that helmed uh, Ready or Not is, is going to be co-directing this. So it's the idea that I'm really curious about. It's the hook of what they do. Do I, no, I don't need another slasher reboot revisit kind of thing i want to see what the hook is why what made scream 4 special to me was similar but different of what made scream 1 different the lens that it looked through was unique but very different they were getting the story was being told through the objective of different things i want to know what that objective is this time around and that's the challenge but that's what i also think can make it really cool
1: I will just smile and nod at all of that. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with everything you said there, and I'm still gonna see this. I just don't, like, like I said, I still have, I, I have my hesitations. Yeah, of course. And it, it, it they may go away when I see it. They may not. I, you know, it's.
0: I'm hoping they do. We'll, we'll, to be determined. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> But it's a it's a heck of a way to kick off 2022. I think most of those movies. I get to go back and look. I think just about the entire franchise. Well, maybe with the exception of one, but most of them have always been released in the winter, and and several of them have been released like just in this slot, like beginning of January. Hmm. Was not aware of that.
1: Um, yeah, so I don't really have anything to add, obviously. So (laughs) if you guys are good, we will move on to Mike's number five.
2: Um, my number five is something that, again, has kind of been kicked around for a very long time. And we got teases of what it could be like, teases of how it could have gone. And hopefully this is the first... In a line of new video game movies that come out and change the way video game based movies are made. And that is Uncharted. Um, This is a movie that can really take the ball and run away with it in terms of how a video game movie is handled. And a lot of that is because of how Sony has started to handle their first party titled games. And making them much more narrative driven and more well thought out on their narrative and making you know this the uncharted series was one of the first games i remember being um marketed as playing as a cinematic opportunity to play through a game like you're still playing the game but it's a cinematic view everything is done with the eye of making it feel like you're in a movie but you're playing in the like it it works so well on so many levels for that um And Sony has, again, like I said, they really ran away with that. I mean, we're getting a Last of Us uh, TV series at some point coming up. Bloodborne is being made into something that's in the works. Um, How Long Before God of War gets translated into something. They have so many of these opportunities to do with games that have followed this same path line. Or the same way of being made. And getting... I guess an opportunity to showcase what video game developers are out there and really making and the talent they actually have to tell stories. Sounds kind of great. Add to that, that we're getting Tom Holland playing off of. And I get, you know, I mean, it's weird to say Mark Wahlberg is old, but compared to Tom Holland, he's old. Um, and so we're, we're going to get to see those two play together in a somewhat comedic role and kind of like, I don't know, S- Sully, like, Sully's not really a dad character, more of like an uncle slash big brother kind of like role. I don't feel like he ever played like a fatherly figure in the games. Yeah, yeah. But getting to see that dynamic is going to be great. Getting to see how these action sequences play out. Um. I, I-, I know, Brian, you've probably kept away from I watched from the first trailers. trailer. First one, just the first one.
1: I know they have, like, two or three of them out now.
2: Yeah, I honestly don't know what the scene I'm thinking of, um, which trailer it was in, but there is a scene that looks very much like a moment from one of the games. Is it the plane sequence? I've
1: seen the plane, a yes. little bit of the plane sequence, yeah.
2: This plane, it looks like the train sequence from two. Well, it looks like the plane like, sequence from three. See, I was thinking about, like, crawling up the the train. In 2 is what it reminded me of. Yeah, like the like, I feel like
1: that's identical to the, the cargo plane from Uncharted 3. Okay.
2: It's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be fair. Since I played 3, it's been a while. But, okay. It's still, it's a sequence. That's the kind of stuff they put in the games, though. It was like, this crazy shit happens, and now you're playing through this sequence of crawling up this stuff to get back to safety. Yeah. Just so damn cool. Um and them throwing that kind of stuff in there. That's part of the set pieces that made Uncharted such a successful franchise and such a fun game to play. And then I guess, Josh, we, we would have to define Uncharted for you in some way. Um, kind of Indiana Jonesy, you know, it,
1: yeah, it's got I that kind Indiana of feel. Jones, it's a modern Indiana Jones is the best way to sell
0: it.
2: Yeah. I, the More action oriented orient Indiana Jones. I, i But it's a video game, so that... Yeah,
0: I came to it... uh, You guys passed along that uh, fan film with Fillion a couple of years ago, and kind of came to it that way. Um, Obviously not... You know, still not a gamer, so not familiar with the the game stories or really what's going on there, but uh, the general idea... um, Yeah, give me Indiana Jones, give me National Treasure, any of those, like, Tomb Raider-ish to some extent. Like, I'm good. Knowledgeable people. That sort of, like, nobody understands how people like this just know shit but they have you know knowledge of such history and cultures and all this stuff and it's quasi treasure hunters and other things have yeah sure it's fine it's adventure great
2: i think like as an example like the first game you're hunting down um francis drake's ship sir francis drake Mm. uh you're hunting down his like boat uh for the treasure that would be inside and all that there's you know the obviously like each one has its villains has its you know people trying to get the stuff too, just the way indiana jones always did there's somebody trying to get the same thing or do the same you know um and in the in that case it like it i can't remember they like it's been so long do they like connect the treasures from each game to one another or is it just no, like, it seems like they're, they're all sort out of one hunting off a different yeah Okay, but it, it, it's it's very much that kind of adventure. It, it like it, it. it's all I can say. It's gonna be like this really cool adventure that'll have who knows what thing they're chasing down.
1: I mean, just but like yeah. any other good story, like you get invested with the characters. Just like Indie, like you want to see what Indie does across this adventure. You don't really care what the adventure is. You're just along for the ride with Indie, and that's how you feel about playing the games. With Nathan Drake, you're just along for the ride with Nathan Drake and see what kind of shit they get into and how they get out of it, and that's the fun stuff.
2: Okay. See, I it, being the history nerd, I always loved the little backstories to the stuff they're actually hunting down. That always mattered to me yeah. as much as the other stuff. Like, so <laughs> having both, you know what I mean? Like, and that and that just goes to show. Like, I'm into the one part of it, and the whole thing works for me. And you're into the other part of it, and the whole thing works for you. And it, yeah it touches really well on both of those.
1: Yeah. So Uncharted was actually my number five as well. Um, And this is speaking of movies like the flash that was in development hell forever. I was trying to look at this. This movie was announced by even, even though I'm not a fan of this guy, but Avi Arad, the guy that produces a lot of the Spider-Man movies for Sony announced an Uncharted movie with Sony back in October of 20 or sorry, 2008, 2008. This movie was announced.
2: first uh started talking about the flash i actually thought you were talking about this and then you said 2014 i'm like nope that's not
1: (laughs) so it's gone through a revolving door of directors writers um david o russell was attached to this and at the time mark Wahlberg was also attached i think he was meant to be playing the nathan drake character so now they pivoted and went younger and tom holland is nathan drake mark Wahlberg is playing the older victor sullivan character um at one point, Sean Levy was attached to direct this. I think when Tom Holland was also attached to star, Levy backed out, I think, with scheduling conflicts. That's a director I would have liked to see what he did with this. Uh, we got, what, Reuben Flesher now, I think? The guy that did Zombieland and stuff is doing this one. So, I mean, it, it's a movie that, because it's been through development hell and all these directors and different writers, like you don't know what's going to come out the other side of this. And I, I'm still very hesitant but because I've waited so long for this movie, it's higher up on my anticipated list because I'm just like, I just want to see it. And, you know, the I, I was worried about casting Tom Holland going younger than what I'm used to seeing and hearing in the games. And uh, they start releasing like still frame pictures. And I'm like, OK, you know what? He kind of looks the part. They give us the trailer. I'm still hesitant. It still doesn't fit what I'm used to. But I mean, it looks like they're pulling inspiration from the game, which is all I can really ask at this point. Is they're they're trying to, at least it seems like stay faithful to what the game is. It doesn't have to be, I don't really need the same story. Like I don't need the same MacGuffin. I don't need the same adventure. If they want to pull different aspects or set pieces, fine. But I really just want to get involved with these characters and see how they react with each other. I think that's part of the fun of the story. And Josh, like I said, I think national treasure is a good comparison for this stuff too. Just how Mm -hmm. these guys figure out the mysteries, follow the clues, get to where they need to go. And I don't think we get enough adventure movies, really, and this, I think, fits that bill. Like, you know, we've been waiting for another Indiana Jones movie for a while, too, yeah. and that's still on the bill to come out at some point. But until then, I mean, this could be, you know, Harrison Ford's getting old. Who knows if they're going to pass the torch to another younger Indiana Jones, but this could be the spiritual successor, in a, in a way, to the Indiana Jones movies. It could fit that genre, fit that niche, if this does well. If it doesn't, I don't know how much money Sony's going to keep putting into this franchise. If they're just banking on Tom Holland, making another movie for them, and, and just going to put some more money behind it and just go full steam ahead and try to bang out a trilogy, regardless of how the first movie does at the box office, I don't know. But this definitely has franchise potential if this one is good and well-received, so we will see. I'm I'm trying to temper my expectations, but at the same time, I'm very very excited. So it's just kind of like just I I need to see it. Let me let me see it. So Josh, like yeah, I don't know how you, if you have anything to add, coming sort of like from the outside looking in, but
0: no, not really anything else. I I, I kind like I said I kind of got the premise of it a few years ago, and I the only thing about it, and it's not just this film, um, Tom Holland to me, um, I know he's still relatively young he looks he's so passably younger than he is yeah mm-hmm. it's it it's a little hard for me to yet take him as like a serious adult and so the context of this i don't know if i'll yet be able to see past him as like the 18 or 19 year old enthusiastic sidekick i don't know if i can see him as you know his age yet
1: I think that's the hurdle I'm trying to get over as well. Yeah. And, and as I, I, yeah, I have and, no
0: basis for the character other than, you know, Fillion's illustration of it. But since I don't really have anything to go on, it doesn't really matter. Like that doesn't have to be the thing that sticks with me. Um, it's just in it, it, the, the general context of this whatsoever. It, it's going to be hard to feel again, like he's, you know, not just the kid. Who's there? And maybe part of the other thing, like I'm looking at the images right now, like if Mark Wahlberg was aging more horribly, <laughs> that might help. Wahlberg still looks really good for his age. So I'm yeah. not getting as stark of an age difference as perhaps I'm supposed to. I don't know. But like I can still, I um, still see, like I can pass Wahlberg in my head as like, well, you're 35. <laughs> so, Holland, you've got to be I hate that he's eight. probably
2: like 50 and you can be like, he looks better than you at, right. or us right. so, Exactly, Exactly.
0: so that might not necessarily be helping the optics of it but that doesn't mean the whole thing won't be enjoyable
2: I I, I mean, to give you perspective on that, you know the character you're presented with in the games is more like a Philean mm-hmm. or Wahlberg you know, or what they look to be at least, you know, in their early 40s late 30s, early 40s and the character of Sully is supposed to be a guy that's more like, I'd say, early 60s. You, you know, like, he's graying a little bit, you know, he, and he's older, you know, his figure is not what it once was. Um, So, seeing this as a younger version of both of them, it it, it might work. We'll have to wait and see. Um, But, I mean, the, the reason Nathan Fillion was such a big choice is he voices the character.
0: Oh, for real? Like, right. in the actual games?
2: Yeah. I thought he did, didn't he? Was no, it Nolan North. North. Nolan North did. Okay. Voices never mind, Nathan did. Drake.
0: Ah, okay. Well, I am reading the synopsis says that this is supposed sometimes. to be a prequel to those other known stories. So, at least contextually, based on what you guys are telling me, I guess this makes sense then.
1: Which makes sense if they're. I mean, this is the telltale sign they want a franchise out of this. That's why you cast a young. Right. So these right. people can grow into the roles over 10 years worth of movies.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And I swear to God. Uh, on record, if fucking Mark Wahlberg Sully does not end up with a mustache at the end of this movie, I will riot. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a trademark of the Sully character. <laughs> um. All right, so I guess that's it for Uncharted. Good for there. Uh, we'll roll back around to Josh for number four. So I don't
0: know if this will surprise you guys or not. Um, based on our discussion a little earlier, my number four is is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I, um, I I kind of went a little bit of a contrasting direction uh, from you guys. I don't. There was something about the way that uh, Spider-Man left off, and and where I some of the, like the quick imagery that I saw in the story. I don't know. There's. I I think because unlike unlike Thor, I do have the smallest bit to go on, and that smallest bit was very recent. Granted um mm. so there might be some bias there but i don't really have any clue as to what to expect i don't i don't I, I have the most broad idea like oh they're dealing with the multiverse that's it like that's as high level as it goes so knowing like Mordo is back he looked really cool in those flash images you see in the trailer uh yeah I, did i mention rachel mcadams before because she's back um knowing like wanda again like all those elements in here um I'm just really curious. And I think it's also coming sooner than the others. Like it's the next chapter, you know, it's the next thing we don't even, they, we don't even know when the next Disney plus show is coming. They've given right. us no release dates and I'd be shocked if there wasn't something between now and may, I mean, maybe for their story beats um, because there was like that shuffling of timelines been the last two years, maybe they need to catch up and maybe they don't want to put anything out before then or not. I don't know. But, Yep, yeah, that's where it's number
1: four. All right, I'll move on since we already talked about that one. So we'll go to Mike's number four.
2: I also already talked about Jurassic World Dominion at number four for me. All right, not really much more to say about it. it yeah, I, I think want to see it a lot.
1: Starting to get to <laughs> the point where like all the movies in our list are starting to get talked about already. A bit.
2: <laughs> and I think we're all cycling up to possibly the same number one, which <laughs> is always fun.
0: <laughs> Um, I actually I do I realize I need to make uh, a correction on a comment I made about Scream. It does not take place in Westboro. That is a very different place in the real world that nobody needs to go to. Um, <laughs> it takes place in Woodsboro. I I I, I didn't even notice the mistake. I, I said it quickly and I feel like I, if I if I didn't do that I'd have to hand in my uh, my horror card. So <laughs> put it on record.
1: Fair enough. Uh, so if we move on to my number four, my number four was already talked about as well. That is Lightyear. So that is, there's a lot higher on my list. I'm I'm excited for that one. Uh, so Josh, we're coming back around to, number you, to you for number three.
0: All right. So I made a comment to Mike earlier that one of his, I think Mike is Mike, either one of yours or maybe we're talking about it in the context of uh, Top Gun about like the 2020 movies coming back around finally. And I said, it's coming later. And, and it's and it's up there. My number three, which appeared let's see, anticipated for twenty twenty, made my honorable mentions. Um, but it is now sitting this high for the upcoming year. It is Death on the Nile. Mm. Um oh, it was also when you were talking about uh Knives Out Two that I feel like after after seeing both of those movies, after seeing like this modern version of Murder on the Orient Express a few years ago, and then you get knives out, even looking at the names of the main detective characters, I feel like Ryan Johnson looked at <laughs> Agatha Christie's stories and just said, I'm gonna make my own.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Like there's still like like obviously, um uh, uh, per- 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 Hercule is uh, is French by character design. Um, Daniel Craig does not play that character, as European or French. You know the joke. In, to be fair, he is playing a,
2: uh, kind of a Cajun, which somewhat. Is oh, that's true. American South French. That that so. is true.
0: Um, uh, but even Chris Evans' character in the movie makes that joke. Uh, what does he say? Uh, CSI KFC. <laughs> you know, it kind of has that that twinge Southern accent there to it. Um, but uh, I will. Ad- I'll also admit I have not seen Murder on the Orient Express. Since the only time I saw it in theaters. Hmm. But I've been looking forward to this movie since they announced it and like since there was the possibility of it happening. It really stuck with me. Um, maybe, as you said, we just talked about like adventure movies and some other things. Like there's a void for certain yes. types of things yeah. right now. And Knives Out scratched that itch big time a few years ago. This is continuing. You know, it's also like in a different classical sense. So these are period pieces. They're taking place in the past, you know, early 1900s. Knives Out is going to be a more modern uh, version of those in, t- in current times. Um, but maybe, I, you know, I'm realizing it now as I'm saying it, like, it's a scratch that needed itched. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, similar to the Knives Out thing, too. There's like a whole turnover in cast. You get, like, a big, right. bombastic, like, A-list ensemble cast uh, throughout this again. Uh, Kenneth Branagh is starring and directing this follow-up as well just like he did orient express um we were supposed to get this pretty soon this was definitely one of the earlier um uh covet victims of, of cinema delay it, it's actually sad because we might have shared this when like a, a new release date was yeah i think we did uh when a new release date was announced this was supposed to be out in 2019 and then they had production delays which pushed it to 2020 and then covid hit so they couldn't finish the movie then it couldn't get released then delay 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 so it's mm-hmm. like over 2 years past when they initially thought it would be out um so as of now february 11th um that that'll that'll be when when we get it uh, i don't know if that'll be a weird like murder mystery kind of date night for valentines kind of weekend <laughs> Around that time or not, but um, uh, you know, if that's if that's... I feel like if
1: we get Deadpool on Valentine's yeah, Day, right. like and, everything's fair game. Yeah, that
0: is true. Um, so you know, if that's your poison, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, yeah, that that. Hopefully, you're ready for it. I think this looks fantastic. Yeah, this was. Yeah,
1: some... I mean, oh god, god Mike.
0: Uh
2: I was gonna say for me, it, it it's a movie that um, I I was kind of like, is this or Knives Out two gonna make my list? Mm. And it was like, I'm excited for both of them. Which one am I more excited for? And it fell to Knives Out 2. And for me, that just came down to the cast for Knives Out 2 was more interesting to me than the cast for this. Um, But, uh, really looking forward to this, nonetheless. um, The first one was fantastic. Um, I, I actually just feel like the first one had... Again, a more interesting cast to me. You know, with Daisy Ridley and Josh Gad and Johnny Depp and, I mean, just so so on down the line, you you had a much, I think, a stronger cast in the first movie okay. than what you have here. Um, And I feel like, again, Knives Out 2, I think, has a stronger cast uh, than this does. But that doesn't make me any less excited for it, because it's still getting to see an Agatha Christie novel put to screen, getting... Kenneth Branagh, who I will watch that dude do anything. He is fucking great at everything he does. He can write movies. He, You know, when we were coming up as kids, Kenneth Branagh was really known for taking the Shakespeare movies and turning them into live-action things that he would star in. And, you know, he was one of the first people to actually make Shakespeare palatable for me, mm. where I could see it and understand it better. I never did well with reading plays. But you know, getting to see what he did with them was f- great. And since then I've been a fan of his. And I think, you know, since then he's also gained a lot more respect, I guess, in Hollywood and more mm. fame and all that. Um But I-, I really look forward to what he does. His portrayal of Hercule Poirot in the first movie was amazing. Um, so yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see this one. Uh, it just, it would be on that honorable mention list for me right at the top. Uh, yeah, this actually was right at the top of my honorable mentions as well.
1: So it was like right on the edge of like number 10 and I, I shoved it down to honorable mentions, but I haven't seen Josh, like you, I haven't seen murder on the Orient express except the one time I think in the theater. So I feel like I probably should rewatch that before this one, but. I I really like that movie, the first one too. So this definitely had something I was keeping my eyes on for a while, and have been sad that it keeps getting delayed because it is something I've wanted to see. Uh, so I'm I'm excited that we're actually getting it. Hell, at this point, next month. So yeah, should be cool.
2: And I, and I think to what you were saying, these murder mystery type movies, they're maybe not the most rewatchable things because once you like see how it all plays out and everything, it kind of kills that experience for a second viewing or third viewing so you gotta wait a while
1: i think the second viewing is actually fun one because i think knowing how it happens you see all the setup and breadcrumbs along the way to see where you get to and then every viewing after that my plan is to usually shop it around and be like hey have you seen
2: this and then sitting in the room (laughs) with someone who
1: doesn't know what's happening that's fun too
2: yeah that's fair
1: Uh, All right, so we'll go on to Mike's number
2: three. Uh, My number three uh, is a movie I talked about how Doctor Strange: the Multiverse of Madness kind of fell down my list uh, when I saw the trailer a bit for me. Uh, This movie went way up my list from not even being on my honorable mentions all the way into the number three spot, and that is Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Um, When I saw this trailer... It brought me all the way full circle back around to, yep, I'm fucking full send into this again. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot more to say that, you know, I mean, we talked about it, um, fairly recently and it's just, um, I guess we, I mean, we put out a what, a half an hour or so, <laughs> uh, talking just about this. Yeah. 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 Um, it brought me all the way back around. Um, cause the second movie kind of put me off quite a bit from being too excited, you know, like knowing this was coming, but being too excited. Um, the whole Johnny Depp thing and all that, whatever, um, was also a bit of like a, what's going to happen with this now we're changing the villain and all that. I mean, yeah, they get Mads Mikkelsen to replace him. How could you do better than that? Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent back in to see what they're gonna do in the wizarding world. Of course, uh, Mike, do you know the release date release date for that offhand? Uh, that is April fifteenth. Okay,
1: Josh, I feel like you got something to chime in for this one too, because <laughs> right?
0: I I'm I, I admittedly surprised. I think um I guess I didn't maybe there was something I didn't pick up during our discussion on our uh, recent bonus episode a week or two ago um, that left me with the impression that like they'd had that kind of effect on you per se. I was still kind (laughs) of (laughs) sick. It's very subdued
2: to to be honest. Like, yeah, that's fair.
0: Um, No, I'm delighted. I I don't really have much else to add myself. I don't think I could. Um, Yeah. that's. I assume
1: this is higher on your list or somewhere on your list.
0: Brian, it's your turn next. (laughs)
1: uh yeah i'm i'm excited for this too i mean this movie did not make my list um i'll I'll throw it in there for all honorable mentions because it's one that i will see and i'm looking forward to but i'm not in the harry potter wheelhouse that these guys are so it's not higher on my list as probably compared to them um and i guess if we're going to move on i will go to my number three (laughs) uh my number three is mission impossible seven uh it's weird for a franchise that has continued longer than I thought it would, with an actor longer than I thought it would, for getting as old as he is. Fucking Tom Cruise, fucking knows how to make movies. He's, he's a weird fucking dude, but he makes some damn good movies. And you know the last like some of the Mission Impossible's. I've I feel like the first three all try to do something different, and then. you know you you like some of them or don't like two i still think is probably one of my least favorites definitely out of of the franchise um four and five started ramping up to a way where they started building into some of the lore and like really go leaning into the stunts and stuff that happens and i think six is probably one of my favorite action movies like it's just so good um and the fact that they're supposed to do seven and eight back to back uh some of the stunts that you hear Tom Cruise is trying to do or what they're planning to do just sounds fucking insane. Uh, they're bringing back some, uh, other characters. I think, I think the one, the one guy that played Kittredge, I can't remember his name in the first movie is coming back for one of these. Um, Haley Atwell is supposed to be in some of these movies. I don't remember some of the other cast that they added. Uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, Christopher McQuarrie is, uh, directing. He directed, uh, what rogue nation i think so he did he did rogue nation fallout and then he's going to do seven and eight and the mission impossible franchise tom cruise was always switching directors out up until one two three four five it was a different director for every one of those movies they hit a formula that works and they apparently really like working together and they have done five six and now seven and eight together so i think they they know how to make these movies i think they're enjoyable as hell to watch they're really great theater movies because just the the action spectacle of all the action sequences that they do is really fun to see in theater. Um, I am pumped for this. I was hoping this was going to be last year. It got delayed again. Um, I don't remember if we got a if we got a, del- a date for eight yet. I I feel like they might have said that, but I don't remember offhand. Either way, eight will probably make my anticipator for twenty twenty three if it pushes to next year. Uh, so you can look forward to that.
0: I saw if uh, the only information I could find on this was that the current release date is like the end of September. Is that yeah, September thirtieth,
1: twenty twenty
0: two is what I saw. It, it just it, again, maybe like the hose is no longer pinched, so things are crowded. I feel like that's such a strange release slot for a Mission Impossible. I think movie. it was
1: supposed to be in May or summer ish, and then they put Top Gun Maverick there, and they pushed Mission Impossible out.
0: Okay, I guess, yeah. They didn't want
1: to overload May and have May explode with too much Tom Cruise, so they <laughs> pushed Mission Impossible to the fall. Really, I feel like Mission Impossible is one of those movies, it doesn't matter when it releases, it's going to make money.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: you're probably right, yeah.
2: So, uh, I guess, this doesn't make my list, but it's one I'll definitely be in the theater to see. Um, And I guess my only comment on it is, are we convinced yet that Tom Cruise is just Johnny Blaze? Tempting the devil to <laughs> kill him with all the stunts and like, uh, well, eventually, he believes he's invincible and he can't die, so he's just like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do stunts. I'm just gonna do these because I can't die anyways, so I might as well just fucking do this shit." Yeah, he's supposed to get a space next, right?
1: Isn't that isn't that something that's happening?
2: I I've heard that. And like I, a- like I've heard this one. He literally jumps out of a plane without a parachute or, or some shit. <laughs> like there's there's like a stunt like that, and it's like, this is just like I said. He's just tempting fate and saying like, well. Let's find out if I'm
0: actually invincible. I can't
1: imagine what the insurance claims and like stuff for this these productions to are.
0: Sure him on it, yeah, right. I mean, he's probably he's an executive producer, so
1: which is the only reason any of this stuff flies is because yeah. he's producing the movie, so he let puts himself in these situations. But if it was anybody else, fuck no, know
2: well, But yeah, but, they, they they would they wouldn't even let the like the stuntmen do the <laughs> shit that he does.
0: I think that's, that's like, Oh yeah. We want
2: to actually fly the helicopter and not crash it, but make it spit. Like, no, no. Yeah. The
1: motherfucker learned how to fly a helicopter for mission impossible six. Like
2: what the hell else (laughs) does he need to do? (laughs) Yeah. Like it's, It's ridiculous, but it's like I said, he's tempting fate in my, in my opinion. He's like, I can keep making these movies and paying people to put me on these ridiculous stunts. And he doesn't like the movie still comes out good, but he's mostly like, I just really want to see if I can die.
1: Yeah. It's like, you know how Adam Sandler makes movies based on where he wants to vacation. (laughs) Tom Cruise is I'm making movies based on what kind of crazy shit I want to put myself into.
0: So both of them have figured out a formula for an insane, an insanely lavish livelihood (laughs) <laughs> that we both criticize and envy at the same time
1: i mean if i, don't I envy choose tom I'm, I'm doing adam sandler roles <laughs> I'm, I'm taking all the vacation spots
0: yeah the, you're i'm
2: i don't i don't envy the person that does the tom cruise stuff yeah. <laughs> like i i don't i don't want to do that mm-hmm. like it's cool to watch i don't want to be that guy. yeah <laughs> I, like n- nah
0: nah pass um i admittedly so this this made my honorable mentions and i think it's mostly i'm looking forward to this immensely um going back to i think fallout was 2018 fallout was like my surprise loved movie of 2018 it was like number one or not one one. i think it was like two or three on my top 10 that year um and i don't think it like appeared on my list my anticipation list whatsoever but um the reason this one didn't is because i didn't have anything to go on like i'm sure it'll be Fun and great, but I think sort of like Mike said with some of his entries, like if you had just anything at all to kind of go on, you know, footage, teaser, something like that, um, just to see where they might be going, what it might look like, et cetera. It, it definitely, it, it it probably would have made the ten no matter what, even if it was very low. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this.
1: Yeah, Josh, you are right. Your your favorites for 2018, Mission Impossible Fallout, was number two. America. The only movie that beat it that year was Infinity War.
0: Yeah, that's, that's that was a high hurdle to get over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Alright, anything else for Mission Impossible? Nope. Alright, uh, Josh, you're number two.
0: Probably not surprising, but maybe slightly surprising that it is two, and not one. Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore.
1: Oh, ho, ho, ho.
0: Yeah, I so we all do have the same number one then <laughs> it's looking like there might be a high chance I'm quite surprised by that uh yeah I mean I, again don't need to rehash all the stuff we just talked about from the trailer discussion um i i I really did sit in front of this last night for a while it, it took me a, a a little bit to really work out most of the 10 but I wanted to make sure I'm like am i just doing this am i, am I am I so subconsciously ingrained? Like it's a Harry Potter movie. So of course it has to be very high. I love it. I love all Harry because I love Harry. It just, <laughs> you know, but I really thought about it. I'm like, I've, I've been waiting for this next chapter. It's coming up soon. Like if it was later in the year and I knew I had to like November to wait for it. I don't know. Like the, the anticipation that I know is there, but like, it's so close. It's like three months away. So all, all that combined um, I'm happy to have it back. I'm happy to, be at a point where we can do this all again on such a regular basis, hopefully, and, and it doesn't really get derailed. And uh so I'm I'm sorta of like Mike said, I'm I'm I got my I got my ticket for the express. My trunk is packed. I am so ready to go back.
1: All right. Yeah, well we already talked about it, so we'll move on to Mike's number two.
2: Thor Love and Thunder. Oh oh, yeah, I kind of uh, forgot that so... you
1: didn't talk about that one, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that uh that's my number two, and already kind of said everything about it, so fair enough, um my
1: number two we did already talk about is across the spider verse part one, so just for as much as I loved the first one, I am going in full bore, very much excited for this one. I'm excited to see where they go. Even though it's probably not going to continue like we talked about being part one, I'm I am I'm invested. I'm, I'm here for it. Give me all of the Spider-Man stuff. Uh, so I think that pretty much narrows down what our number <laughs> ones are going to be, and I feel like we are all have the same across the board. Do you, do you guys, uh, but when, Josh, I'll let you kick it I off say, do you all for wanna, number one. Do
0: you all want to say it at the, at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't do that. If we can time that correctly. Yeah. <laughs> that'll, that'll be a disaster. <laughs> um, I, I just like i found myself quasi surprised that you know fantastic beasts went at number two as i was putting the list together it i moved this into the slot and i'm like all right well if i come across anything else that i want to see more than that i'll just move it above that by the end nothing did and then that's like oh i guess that's it um we get it (laughs) in less than two months and it is the batman Mm -hmm. i didn't yeah 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 i I okay
2: there's a batman movie movie coming out of course it's like how is it not number one yeah so
1: we're all agreed the batman is our number one across
2: the board for 2022 didn't this happen last time with
0: ghostbusters
2: it did not ghostbusters was close i
0: I think i was the only ah, okay only one that had a different
1: yeah josh had halloween kills but As we had a fourth
0: first. at that on that
2: episode, though Andy was also in yeah. conjunction yeah, with us me, on yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah,
1: me, you, and Andy had the same. Ghostbusters Afterlife was our most anticipated.
2: Yes. Okay, that's almost uh, that's that's close to two. It's not years, but two episodes of this running. Yeah, almost for anticipated that uh, came out that way. But
1: well, looking back now that I have the list at my disposal, 2019, three of the four was Star Wars Episode <laughs> it's Nine. Me. Yeah,
0: it's always <laughs> me
1: because uh, mine. Uh, you were probably there on the game. Twenty eighteen, yep. across the board, all four, Josh, Mike, Mike Romano, and me of Infinity War. Okay. Yeah. Um twenty seventeen was a little bit more of a mixed bag. We have five we had five people on that one. Two of them went episode eight for Star Wars, two of them went Guardians two, and then one went Spider Man Homecoming.
2: So Mike Romano was Spider yeah. Man. Mike, yeah. Mike Romano was Spider <laughs> Man Homecoming, yes. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, I'm pretty sure I was Star Wars, and not Guardians too.
1: You were Star Wars. Guardians was number two. Yes. Yeah. You you and I held down the, the episode eight <laughs> mantle for that one.
0: You you bared the flag, I think, as me and... It was one of the rare episodes we got Matt on, wasn't it?
1: Yes. Yeah. Matt was there mm, for that one.
0: Might have been the last time we had Matt on, too. <laughs> Could have been. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I I don't think I set out... Thinking that this was automatically going to be it, I really didn't. I was, I just was putting the calendar together, and I'm like, all right, let's start chopping it away. Let's start picking out like twenty, and who's moving where, what's going out. All right, and it, like I said, it I put it there at some point, and by the end, nothing went above it.
2: Uh, for me, it got a rubber stamp in the number one when I was making the list. It was like, yep, that's it's the Batman.
1: I was fighting between this and Spider Verse, but. And maybe just because we have a little bit more time between Spider-Verse and this one, but, like, the Batman is what I am absolutely trying to avoid the most of right now. Like, that is top-tier. Yeah. Any commercials, any ads, any trailers, I am burying my head in the sand. I am just waiting two months for this movie to come out, and I am just excited to see what they do.
0: So, I accidentally... Ever since we got that
1: first trailer, like, that that first trailer blew mm-hmm. my mind. Like, I did not expect that tone, the way it looked and felt, and I was I
2: was in from there. And, I mean, you guys know for me, I was, like, 100% against Battinson. <laughs> I was just like, I don't like this casting. I don't like anything. And then I started to see the actual stuff coming from the studio on it, the trailer, the images, and I was like, well, I was wrong. <laughs> and, you know, like, I, I, I'm i good with that. I'm glad I was wrong. Um, And it's, it, like, to me, you know, like, we know we're getting – through the casting, the Riddler and all that. And that has always been my personal favorite Batman villain. Um, So getting a more serious take on it than what we got out of Jim Carrey. Awesome.
0: Fucking great. Um, So I was going to ask you guys, because I apparently don't know why this was my number one. I can't really articulate it very well. Um, I just know that... <laughs> Like from the images, from the idea of it, I think in the back of my head is what I'm. I'm so excited to see. Uh, Mike, you, you just you know sort of gave us your thesis. Um, like what what else is there? Like I, I almost I think I almost need to be told. Like I I need someone to help me mine it out of the back of my head. <laughs>
2: um, I mean it, for me, a lot of it has to do with. I guess we got we started getting the more serious takes and more literal takes on the Batman character that worked better with Christopher Nolan. And since that trilogy ended, we have not gotten a Batman movie. We got Superman versus Batman or Batman versus Superman. I guess it was BVS, but whatever. Um, but that was really wasn't a Batman movie. Uh, and in this case, we're getting a solo Batman film again, from somebody taking it in a more serious and dark tone. Um, and I'm excited to see where the next step for the character in film is going to be. And it looks good from what we've seen. So being, I guess, you know, Batman is that character that, I don't think there's anybody that doesn't like Batman. (laughs) But, you know, like, me personally, like, it's always been still probably my most read comic is Batman. That I, through the years, like, more than any other comic book character. I'll even profess now that I still like the X-Men better than Batman in my head. But Batman is still the one I read more. So do with that what you will. Um, but you know, I mean, if I had to choose one comic book character to get to follow more through the years, it would probably be Batman because the stories are more interesting. Uh so you know, in having grown up with such shitty Batman movies as a part of our youth when we first started really understanding movies. Sure the, you know, the Nicholson and um you know, the the Keaton Batman was there, but I was, yeah, you know, we were little kids when those movies came out. We didn't really get those for our generation. Our generation of Batman movies fucking sucked. And I, then, I still would argue Batman Forever is still fun. I still like that movie.
0: I'd argue it's fun, it's but it's okay. Not good. Yes. Fair.
2: Fair. Jim Carrey does everything he can to save that movie. He tries really hard and he does really good. The rest of that movie. Other than him? And and I hate that portrayal of the Riddler, personally, because it's just so over the top and ridiculous. Yeah. But those movies in general are. I mean, look at Tommy Lee Jones's Two-Face. Like, what? Uh. Um. N- nonetheless, we get those takes on him, and uh, it wasn't good. Um, but things have kind of changed in how this stuff is handled. And it's given a lot more respect. I think a lot of that has to do with Nolan's take on Batman. A lot of that, I guess, renaissance of how these movies have been made started with Batman Begins. Yeah. So, where are we going to get to go next? Is is it going to redefine how these movies are made again? I know it's not Christopher Nolan,
0: but maybe it can I don't know. That was amazingly I'll, that was i'll pass along like, that should have ended like thank you for coming to my ted talk
2: <laughs> i well i what's a ted talk i don't even know i don't keep up with kids <laughs>
0: is that a kid thing is that no that's it uh we'll we'll fill you in <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, brian hit me tell me why i can't what else i i'm not thinking about
1: uh i don't know about stuff you were not thinking about i can i can i guess go through i guess what 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 draws me to it, yeah. I guess, <clears throat> and it's more that it, part of me kind of loves when the internet is proven wrong, and the fact that everybody jumped on this it movie me. because of the cast. <laughs> you, you're you were on the internet, you know, you you were sort of in that bandwagon. So yeah, I would I would love to see your initial reaction to the cast of Batman be proven wrong, and I think once everybody says it's Robert Pattinson and no one even gives it a chance as soon as the cast comes out, and it's the same kind of shit that happened with Michael Keaton when Michael Keaton was cast as Batman. You know, the, the internet wasn't there, but newspapers were running articles saying this Mister Mom couldn't be Batman, like, and now he's still considered one of the greatest Batman that was ever on screen. So I'm not saying Pattinson will hit that level, but I do think he has a deserves a chance to prove himself one way or the other, and I think. The trailer gives us a sense that he is trying his damnedest, and this hits a tone that I think some of the other Batman movies, like Nolan's Batman movies, I think go go dark. And I don't know if this one still feels darker to me than what Nolan did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Batman, I think, is always a dark character. And talking about some of the movies we grew up with younger, the Schumacher ones especially, did not take that dark tone. It was just weird and trippy kind of thing and campy
2: based um, nice off the cartoon basically. Yeah,
1: there was a lot of that. So it's it's and it seems like it's leaning into a lot of the detective side of Batman, which I don't think the movies have have hit as much as they should have. Um so it it would be nice to see the world's greatest detective do some detecting <laughs> and solve a crime with some of that shit. So I think that would be fun. Um and I yeah, I think that's kind of what draws me. I don't know if there's anything else that's really I mean the cast I think seems really really cool. Um, I'm a bit worried how many quote unquote villains are in there. I want to see how they use them and and what goes on there. Um, I'm hoping that this is enough to kick off like a trilogy or, or something, some continuation of a story. I'm hoping this is a stepping stone to get some really cool Batman stories and Batman lore, uh, done differently in the movies. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm along for the ride at this point. So if they do one, they do three, I'm, I'm there for them.
2: And one thing I guess we haven't mentioned is Zoe Kravitz in a Catwoman suit. Yes. Yeah. That's there's nothing bad about that. (laughs) Whatever the suit is, even if it's the weird biker chick suit that Anne Hathaway got, which I was fine with. Yes. No, yeah, that was fine.
1: (laughs) Um, so yeah, Josh, I don't know if that swayed you one way or the other, but that's sort of where I'm coming from.
0: Yeah. That definitely helps me understand my own thoughts. Um, (laughs) the, uh, uh, to to your point that you said you know it could be villain heavy and you know maybe it'll get some spin-outs. There's already been some like announced and confirmed spinoff projects directly from this. Um, I think they're getting like a Gotham City PD or something like that, right? Something. Well, I I know there's another project that Colin Farrell's Penguin character is already attached to. Oh, okay. And I okay. forget if 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 it's supposed to be like an, an HBO Max exclusive. Feature film, or if it if it's tying off into like a limited series, like I don't know, I don't know if like with Peacemaker coming out of Suicide Squad, I don't know if they're going to attempt to start to try to like Disney Plus is like make these like limited series offshoots for HBO Max or not, but um, there's already some of that that's either beneficial or just you know sort of already happening um, that 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 is going to come out of it.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that'll be something else to keep a lookout for too. Yeah. So they're really banking on this to be good. So we'll see if they're right. Um, I don't know. We have anything to add for the Batman, or we'll wrap it up with our number ones. That's all I got. All right. So that's where I guess that's where we'll we'll wrap up. We'll wrap up with our number ones is the Batman. Um, at this point, anything that we haven't touched, we'll go through some honorable mentions very quickly. Just stuff that didn't make the list that we either, we haven't talked about yet. Try to give you guys some heads up on some other new stuff that's probably coming out this year. Um. Josh, what kind of honorable mentions did not make your list that we didn't talk about?
0: Uh, I got two quick animated films, uh, one on March 11th. I think it's either Disney or Disney Animation or Pixar. It's called Turning Red. It's uh, about some human who turns into a giant red panda. And that's all I need. <laughs> uh, and then May 20th. This looked hilarious. I think we shared the the trailer. DC League of Super Pets. Looks funny. I I, I don't know what else. It just it. I'm here for it. Uh, A movie Mike and I had talked about on our horror movie preview that I think has now gotten delayed a bit. I think it was supposed to be February. Now I'm seeing June 24th. It's called The Black Phone. Uh, It's with Ethan Hawke. It is Scott Derrickson's follow-up. It's what he made after he left the Doctor Strange sequel. Right. Okay. Um, Then I guess I would just say there's a movie called Nope. N-O-P-E. It is July 22nd. It is Jordan Peele's next film that he wrote and directed um i love the last two um so i'm good on this uh then i'll just i guess quickly mention black panther wakanda forever um november i was
1: curious if that would make
0: anybody's list november 11th um i don't know what to think of it yet we have nothing to go on um but uh, that team made uh, fine it might sound hyperbolic to me they made magic in that first solo film mm-hmm. um obviously they have a big story hurdle to deal with in this one um but i'm very happy to dive back in
1: i think it's, it's yeah, sad I, to say for me but i'd be much more excited for this movie if we still had chadwick
0: i agree i
2: i think it, for me this one it, it's something like you said we have nothing to go on we, yeah we have no idea where this is going or how they're gonna do it or what they're gonna do and that is i guess part of the reason why like Just looking at my list of dates, like the furthest down the year is Spider Verse 2, and that's in October. And before that, it's all like June and before. And it's there's a reason for that, and it's because you have a little bit to go on in those threads and teasers and something, you know? Yeah. And this one, absolutely, if there was some idea of what they're gonna do, I think would be much higher in regard. Yeah, I agree with that too. Uh, Mike, what do you got for honorable mentions? Um, I have to say, I'm actually shocked that this did not make Josh's list or even honorable mentions. Um, and that's Halloween Ends. I figured that'd be coming. Um, I-, I would ma- mention it as an honorable mention because it's the end of a trilogy and perhaps the end of what we're ever going to see from Jamie Lee Curtis in the Halloween storyline. Maybe not the Halloween franchise, because I think that'll live on eventually. They'll redo it, because that's what they do. Um, But I think Laurie Strode and Jamie Lee Curtis in this series is done after this, and that's kind of a big deal, Um, even if I wasn't a huge fan of Halloween Kills. Um, I still think it's a big deal of what's coming from uh, the series.
0: That's fair. It, it It is on the calendar, and it was on my, like, long list of honorable mentions. I was actually trying to cut it down a little bit because Brian asks, for, like, <laughs> one or two, and I give him five anyway. It,
2: you must have really not liked Halloween Kills. Um, We'll, we'll get there soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, th- that was it for me. I had Black Panther, and I added Halloween Ends because I expected Josh to mention it, so I didn't even bother writing it down. But when he didn't. I mentioned it for.
1: Him. Right, I'll put Black Panther in your honorable mentions also then since you mentioned it. I did mention it. That's yes. true. Yeah. <laughs> That's how mentions work. Um I have kind of just two. Uh one is another one that I I'm kind of hoping just DC does something with uh Black Adam. Uh that is finally supposed to come out in July of 2022, July 29th. So this is the one that the Rock has been promoting and talking about for years. And they've been saving this role for him and all that stuff. So I'm curious how this movie plays out. We got very quick little clip, I guess, from, I think, DC Fandom when that was over the summer. Or the fall, whenever DC Fandom was. I can't remember. Uh, Still no trailer. So I'll still give myself a trailer when the trailer comes out. But it's still just potential. Like, we're just working on hopefully this is good and let's see how it goes. I mean, The Rocks does some pretty decent movies. So let's see where it goes. Um, the I only other like, one... Oh, sorry, go ahead.
2: I was just gonna say, I feel like, like, for Black Adam, it's like a situation of, like, almost blue balls for the role. Like, it's it's been talked about and thrown around for so long yeah. that I'm just kind of like, man, I'd have been a lot more excited for this had they done something with it sooner.
1: Yes. Yeah. It'd be great to see him face off against Superman, but we don't know what Superman that's gonna be, or if Cavill's coming back, or what, so, like, I it's very unsure what to get excited about right now. Other than the rock is showing up as a super villainy superhero, you know, <laughs> super who knows?
2: It's his first take on a superhero too. Like a super, yeah. like, yeah, like it's, that's kind of cool. And it's one that everybody wanted to see him as, which is kind of cool, but it's like,
1: it does come with, like, just feels like five years too late. So yeah. we'll see how it goes. Um, The only other one I'll bring up, and I don't know when this movie is coming out. It was supposed to come out. uh, What, June? July? Yeah. June 17th was the original release date. June 17th, 2022. Um, But I don't know what's going to happen because they lost one of their castmates. But uh, this is a movie called Oh Hell No. Uh, It's supposed to star Jack Black and Ice Cube. And Jack Black was supposed to be a guy who falls in love with Ice Cube's mom. Like, I feel like this has the potential to be, like, tag... Like it's a it's a comedy. Mm, okay. Except Ice Cube refuses to get vaccinated, so he had to leave the project. So they're looking <laughs> for another lead, and I don't know if this is going to come out this year, so
2: And without him, does it work?
1: Yeah. So I don't know who's gonna who they're gonna get to replace him, to star opposite Jack Black. I think it has the potential to just be really stupid and funny, and I feel like Tag was one of those movies that I was like, hey, this could be really It sounds stupid, but it ended up being hilarious, and Tag was one of my favorite movies that year. year. So, we'll see. I'm just throwing this out in the dark, you know, throwing it out there. If this comes back and makes my surprise list or something for 2022, or maybe, in this case, 2023, uh, we'll see if a trailer pops out and who's actually starring opposite Jack Black by the time this movie gets made.
2: It's a really unique problem, because I feel like when you write that movie you're writing a script for Ice Cube a very specific way yeah. yeah like you're writing him as him the character he plays in every movie which is still fun and funny but you're writing for that, that character guy. that he plays yeah. yeah and nobody else really does what he does so you got to get somebody new and then write the character around that person i i don't know that that sounds like that could yeah, I was like, sound really right or really wrong.
1: I saw the title of the movie and I was like, what is this movie? And then I read the premise, I was like, that sounds fun. And then like as I put it on my list for the honorable mentions, just to bring it up, I just happened to look at it the other day and saw that Ice Cube left recently due to the vaccination status and all that crap. I was like, you fucking stupid idiot, whatever. Um anyway. <laughs> uh so that concludes our most anticipated list for twenty twenty two. Uh feel free to give us your top ten uh whenever we post the episode. Comment below, let us know what you think uh, of our lists, give us your list, and uh, we can compare notes. Uh, wait, hold up, okay, stop, stop, I'm stopping the episode, uh, this is this is my fault, I <laughs> made a point at the beginning of the episode to talk about how I forget to refresh the lists at the end, so anybody listening probably forgets what we talked about at the top of the show. Uh, so this is the beauty of post-production, I can put the shit in that I forgot to put in in the first place, so here we go. I will try to quickly get through this list. I know we're already pushing like three hours for this episode, so I apologize. Uh, I will get through this as quickly as possible. I'm going to refresh everybody's top tens and the dates that the movies are coming out to give you one last look at our list if you are an audio listener. So here we go. Josh's list. Number 10, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent comes out April 22nd. Number 9, Jackass Forever comes out February 4th. Number 8, Bullet Train comes out July 15th. Number 7, Lightyear, June 17th. Number six, Thor Love and Thunder, July 8th. Number five, Scream 5, January 14th. Number four, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, May 6th. Number three, Death on the Nile, February 11th. Number two, Fantastic Beast in the Secrets of Dumbledore, April 15th. Number one, The Batman, March 4th. Uh, Mike's List. Number ten, Jagass Forever, February 4th. Number nine, Unbearable Weight and Massive Talent, April 22nd. Number eight, Knives Out, uh, comes out sometime 2022, we don't have a definitive day yet. Uh, number seven, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, May 6th, number six, Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, October 7th, number five, Uncharted, which is February 18th, number four, Jurassic World Dominion, June 10th, number three, Fantastic Beast and the Secrets of Dumbledore, April 15th, number two, Thor, Love and Thunder, April, or sorry, July 8th, uh... And number one, of course, was The Batman, March 4th. My list, one more time. Number 10, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, April 8th. Number 9, Top Gun Maverick, May 27th. Number 8, Jurassic World Dominion, June 10th. Number 7, The Flash, November 4th. Uh, Number 6, Thor Love and Thunder, July 8th. Number 5, Uncharted, February 18th. Number 4, Lightyear, June 17th. Number three, Mission Impossible 7, September 30th. Number two, Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, October 7th. And my number one, just like everybody else, The Batman, March 4th. I thank you for your time. Back to your regularly scheduled program. So that's it for us. If you've enjoyed the show, please support us. Leave a five-star rating and review. Give us a share on social media. You can follow or subscribe to the show. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor, Stitcher. Hopefully anywhere you're listening to a podcast, you can find us uh check us out on facebook search Brag guy and the super friends or go to facebook.com slash brag guy uh you can send us questions comments topic suggestions there uh try to email us you, yeah you can email us your top 10 list if you want but i'll never read it uh bright guy at gmail.com uh hit us up on twitter at bg super friends. uh again follow along for all the social media places facebook twitter uh i will post the twitch link for whenever we get closer to our live show. So, if you want to follow ahead of time, I am at Jedi Bri guy That's Jedi with an I, Bry with a Y. And that's where we will broadcast our 250th show on Twitch. And I guess that's it for us. So, on behalf of Josh, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening to this three-hour-or-so podcast. And we will talk to you next time.
0: And welcome back.
1: <laughs> List
0: show! Boom!